2: Welcome, everyone to the islanders never say die podcast i'm your host tj and with me here as always is our nhl analyst and expert the grumpy old man they say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same that's me and with us here special guest friend of the show and i would say Islander and just NHL prospect extraordinaire Nicole Sherman. How are She's you?
3: She's not an NHL prospect.
2: No NHL <laughs> prospect. <laughs> you no, said no.
1: NHL prospect. I'm, I'm right up there with Bedard, the guys. Don't get it wrong
2: nhl prospect talent evaluator extraordinaire i don't know grumpy i didn't know better
1: much better
2: ah yes there it is we got grumpy we gotta make sure we pump her up grumpy there it is that's the <laughs> nhl prospect evaluating extraordinaire nicole sherman how are you nicole
1: i'm good thanks so much for having me
2: thanks for coming on i was about to say it's been it's been it's been too long since the last time you've been on the show it's almost been like almost a year since we last i think talked.
1: maybe even more now yeah from last draft right yeah yeah Jesus, yeah. that's right.
2: That's right, man. There have been so many positive things to talk about since <laughs> since last draft, since last year, around this time frame. Um, but before we get before we get started today in the show, if you're new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week all Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and every single Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, we encourage you. We implore you to do a few things. We implore you to subscribe on YouTube to like on Facebook and to follow on Twitter. It's the best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of the future content we put out. And we've got linked in the description below, you know, for Nicole, right? She talks all things Islanders. She talks and covers and does a great job covering Islander prospects, covering prospects just in general. You can find her information. You'll find it in the link in the description below. But the best place to find Nicole is on Twitter, So if you don't have a Twitter, you need to sign up for a Twitter or operate one of those egg Twitter accounts like Grumpy has so you can go ahead and find Nicole's opinions and takes there on Islander's prospects so you don't have to wait a year before the next time you're getting the updates on Islander prospects. You can find Nicole's Twitter information in the link in the description below or you can find her at at Nicole F. Sherman on Twitter is the best place to find her. Oh, one more housekeeping item i feel like this is the the episode for plenty of housekeeping items um we also do have a secondary podcast that takes place every single thursday 9 p.m eastern standard time and every single sunday at 8 p.m eastern standard time called tj and the grumpy old man it's a twice a week all sports podcast where myself the grumpy old man, that magnificent Sun X. We just talk anything and everything sports. We talk hockey. We talk baseball. We talk soccer. We talk MLB. We talk well baseball. We talk MLB. We talk NBA. We talk college athletics. We talk NFL. We talk anything and everything sports on that show. It's called TJ and the grumpy old man. It could be found in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. Ah, oh, now that all of the housekeeping gobbledygook is out of the way, I want to get some updates on some Islanders that, uh, you know, today we've got prepared. We want to get some updates on, on, on some of the Islanders in the organization who have, you know, impressed at the junior level. You know, we want to get some updates on guys who have made their first transition there to Bridgeport, who we've got our eyes out there for the Bridgeport Islanders, the baby Islanders, how the Islanders did in the draft. And we've got some uh, you know, I, people are coming out, coming out with ranking lists and um, some may be shocking, some are shocking Islander fans. Where defensemen rank? Where defensemen rank on lists? Where where wingers rank on certain NHL.com lists? So we've got a lot of fun fun topics to discuss today. What Grumpy? I know you're dying to say something.
3: Did you say that what we're going to do is have Nicole go over our prospects? Is, is that, is no, that
2: what We want to talk about our, our our prospects in the system. Our,
3: well, it shouldn't take too long. We don't have any really have too many of them.
2: Oh, okay
3: probably like a five-minute segment
2: oh uh, well well first let me ask this nicole you know this year was it was a deep draft in 2023 and you know it was one the where the top end talent this is supposed to be a generational type draft and you know this was a year that we traded away our first round pick much to my chagrin i was very upset by it but we did have you know i think it was it a third round pick was the earliest selection we had
1: second round pick number
2: forty round look Loki here gonna be second round pick by Danny Danny Nelson. Now, Nicole, I want to get your overall opinion of how you thought we did in this year's NHL draft.
1: I think we did relatively well. I think like the previous years we have some um hidden gems, considering we didn't pick any anyone in the first round that can really, you know, show up later on um and make a difference on the NHL level.
2: Well, that's good to hear too. And I, I knew you mentioned we were talking a little bit beforehand about Danny Nelson you think he's probably you know the selection right second round pick you hope he's a guy who's going to have the, the highest chance and a likelihood to pan out there at the next level but you were talking and singing a little bit of the praises of Danny Nelson and I wanted to understand a little bit about what an Islander fans and listeners of the show want to understand a little bit about what they have in a guy like Danny Nelson and, and what he maybe can contribute to the Islanders one day.
1: Sure. I mean we were I was joking um like when we drafted him that he's Brock Nelson Jr. And of course the name plays part of that, but he's also from Minnesota. Um actually he wore uh, number eleven growing up because guess who his favorite player is?
3: Who is that? Don't say don't
1: say Zach
0: yeah. Parise. Don't say
3: Zach yes. Parise. Yes. Oh, Parise uh,
1: from Minnesota going to Notre Dame, like some uh, some of our favorite Islanders, uh, very good size. So he's 6'3", 203 pounds um, from the NTDP. Le- uh, left shoots left. Um, and interestingly, he actually played defenseman for a year in high school before going back to center. Um, so he has that aspect of his game very much in check. Um, so he was a player of the game uh, in the U18 Worlds. What? When, uh, when so, that was for the gold medal winning game, US won, and actually, the captain of that team was another one of our newly drafted prospects, which I'll get into later. Um, but he, uh, he's a good skater, has good skill, uh, puck skills, can shoot very well, good work ap- ethic from what, every, uh, from what I could find, uh, decent on the physicality. Um, some uh, what's it called? Some scouts say that he can stand to improve on. But if we're talking about a high level prospect, you know, I'm more concerned about skills than anything and skating, which are there, um, good penalty killer and um, a lot of talent that can be further developed into what the Islanders want to see from a prospect. A lot of of people are saying like he should have went a lot higher, maybe even in the late first round. So I think we really have sort of um, a hidden gem here, Steele.
2: A guy that could be like one of those late selections that, you know, we, we were able to, to, that fortuitously found our, its way into our, our draft cupboard, Grumpy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Grump, and, I, I want you to mention kind of what you're thinking and thoughts.
3: Yes. I noticed he's got strawberry blonde hair and blue eyes. Nicole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to let it go. Did that was, have, did that have little any little type of bearing world.
1: on how highly you're rating Danny Nelson? He's a child. No. <laughs> you know it's it's been a few years since since, that had any standing (laughs) okay
2: now when i when i see six foot three 202 pounds now and i and and i don't i don't recall if you had mentioned this there in in the talking about him does he have an air of physicality is he an overly physical type player is this a guy that I, i assume just with the size he's more of like a power forward type or is he a guy where he's more of a You know, I'd say Brock Nelson has size, but he's not an overly physical guy. You know, if he has to be, he will. But he's not a a guy who is a physical guy, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, That's another aspect of that Brock Nelson comparison. Um, He has physicality if he needs to show it, but it's not the overwhelming aspect of the game of his game. So he's more focused on skills, which he has a lot of. I'm just okay. I'm just looking at his penalty minutes I mean
3: you're six foot three remember he's what seven eighteen years old i guess sure and he's over 200 pounds at six foot three which I mean he's not a string bean
2: it's a string bean man Are you kidding me 200 pounds at six foot three
3: okay well <laughs> all right he's not an offensive lineman okay but okay. you know he's a hockey player but what I'm saying is 203 pounds for six foot three at eight at that 18 years old that's not really thin. Usually, kids at that age are like six foot three, maybe 180. I mean, he doesn't look fat in his picture. So, I mean, it looks like, you know, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have baby fat on him. So maybe it looks like he's put together. I looked at the penalty minutes, 40 penalty minutes, 23 games. So, and I don't know if they're all hooking charges or interference or if it's roughing or what. I don't know but the fact that he has some penalty minutes tells me that he's not afraid to mix it up a little bit.
1: No, he's not. He's not. He he has the physicality when he needs to, but I like I wouldn't say, you know, he's no Tom Wilson. Okay.
2: Okay. That that makes enough sense. Now, let, let me ask you obviously Danny Nelson was the guy that we feel, you know, uh, most optimistic about his potential there to 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 be an islander one day and have a positive impact. You know, out of the other four selections, I know we have so many other ones for you to pick from. But who is the who is the other selection that you're looking from? If you had to pick one other player in this year's draft, you think this is a sneaky good selection that has high upside there in the later rounds?
1: Put the names back up, TJ.
2: I'll put the I'll put the name. I'm a visual guy too. Bro. I'll put the name. You want
1: right. one? I mean, you know, you have uh, Zach Schultz. uh So that was our fifth round pick at 177. Fifth round? Was he fifth round?
0: Yep. Sixth yeah, round. Six, sixth
1: six round. round. Sorry. Sixth round. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a third round pick. Sorry. So our sixth round pick. Um six foot, uh, six foot, one ninety-seven pounds. She also shoots left. Um, but he's a at home defensive defenseman. Uh good transition game. Uh he captained that USA squad that Danny Nelson played on that won gold at the UA teams wow um and now he's um he's not going to be any like offensive powerhouse but he's a good skater with a physical game and he's reliable which i mean when you're talking about like who do you see as an islanders defenseman i think this is a sneaky good pick
2: okay that's about to say he fits and i assume he's going to college there being the united states there uh,
1: university of wisconsin yep are they good yeah, they're, they're usually pretty they're good. Very passionate fan base.
2: <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I wasn't sure because I'm like, I'm thinking like the Blue Bloods. Like, I know Michigan's been extremely good as of late there and Boston University. I'm going to look foolish talking about college hockey that I watch zero of. Don't uh, worry.
3: Uh, you look foolish every time you talk.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I'm going to keep it at least status quo, Grumpy. So, okay. so Zach Schultz, there's Zachary Schultz. I mean, like the majority of these guys, and I assume even Danny Nelson. These are guys that are, best-case scenario, four or five-plus years away. I mean, I assume they're going to be in college for three, if not four years before they make it to Bridgeport, and at least will need one, maybe two seasons in Bridgeport. So these are all long-term projects, like six, you know, 20, 23, 24 years old. Maybe they have a chance to start making it into the NHL making an impact.
1: Oh, yeah. like So Let's uh, we can talk about Yessi Nurmi, who is our uh, fourth-round pick um and he can't even come over because of his contract situation and how it works um, with the IHF agreement he can't even come over until
0: 2025
1: 26 whoa yeah so um uh, like we're talking about if any if they do make an impact we're talking down the line
2: wow okay i guess and don't I fool look-
1: around with,
3: don't fool around with Jesse's girl
2: <laughs> jesus um i i want to well i appreciate you kind of giving us updates on on this year's draft i want to ask a little bit about now you were very big on on um on aturatu
0: mm-hmm.
2: this now dating back almost two plus years ago i feel like the day they had drafted him you were you, yeah. were, extremely, yeah. you were extremely big mm-hmm. on aturatu. now islanders parted ways with him in their first round pick this last year at the deadline you know kind of i want to get your thoughts i want to get i want to get what your opinion was on that
1: yeah i mean i was um upset just because i'm the sentimental type and i've sort of been rooting for him since we drafted him he was sort of like that underdog he fell so much in the draft and uh the announcement came out and my twitter inbox was just full of are you okay are you still alive yeah so um that just goes to show how i was um yeah, how everyone perceived my connection to him, but I think the trade was one that needed to happen. I think a full season of Horvat and Barzi is something I'm looking forward to. I think the, in the in the few games they had together, um, like with the injury stuff, they really meshed well, and I'm excited to see how that chemistry builds over you know a full season. Um, and you know I've seen, interestingly enough, I've actually seen like. That's a whole other topic, but people are like Horvath has one of the worst contracts in the league. How can you judge a contract that hasn't even started? Like <laughs> he hasn't, right? Anyway, but um, the Islanders' window, if there is a window, is now, and I don't think they um, they weren't really waiting, uh, willing to wait until Ataratu could sort of be that to see some people projected. Um, so it makes sense.
2: So so let me ask you this. Now, I thought Ratu maybe would have been able to step in this year as a number three or a bottom six center. You know, I, I thought that he would have been able to maybe make the jump, play him in a limited role, but a guy like that, I mean, because buddy's he now, like 22 years old? I mean, like he should start getting to the spot to where, hey, I could start. You know, I'm, I'm a guy maybe I'm, I'm too good for the A, but I'm not. maybe not 100% ready there for the NHL and I'm gaining experience now. I thought he would maybe had been ready this upcoming year, and I thought that that was going to slide in perfect into the plan to continue to infuse some of the young talent. But I was like, when they had traded him, I was just kind of, I don't know, I was left questioning why they had done it for a guy who was going to be a UFA. Obviously, they signed Bo but At the time, there's a lot of questions sure were went on at the time period of that trade.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I was thinking, you know, if anything happens and they try to dump uh, Peugeot's contract that maybe Raza could slot in at 3C. But the issue is even though like we saw a lot of offensive potential like in the games he played with us, he scored in his first game. I mean, like it was a yeah. last trick. Um when you're talking about like the role he would have to play as three C um sort of more offensive. while he, uh, defensive, I mean, uh, while he is I think relatively responsible for his age and like skills, I don't think that's something that maybe lou and lambert soft uh sliding in too well um and obviously i don't i guess they didn't want to move Peugeot. so i mean it's a lot of what ifs what if what if but um i think like if i saw him um if i saw him sliding in anywhere in the lineup right now it would probably probably have been like on someone's um weighing where he could have sort of still like had someone to lean on and just focus more on like further developing in the NHL level,
2: so you still think that with Vancouver, he's got a solid shot to make it. Now, I, that's one thing I worry about is Vancouver. It seems like where young top prospects go to die. So I hope he's not going to be one of the numbers. <laughs> one yeah,
1: to- so I like you know I wasn't following him nearly as closely as when he was with Bridgeport, but he had some good games with the mini Canucks. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I don't know what the Canucks are planning, like what their outlook is, if they're, um, what they're, they think their window is. But I mean, I'm rooting for him. It's hard to say with someone else's system and like their prospects.
2: Sure, sure. And, and you know, another guy that I think um, another Swedish fella who was drafted last year was uh, Cali Odelius. Now that was a guy who had slipped a little bit to us in the draft selection um, two years ago. Now I don't keep up and watch any Swedish hockey or any. That's that's why we, Nicole Nicole is who 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 does this. Why
3: don't you Why
2: don't you bring up the draft picks? So
3: Nicole and I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Are you familiar with how the Island draft picks from last year and the year before have progressed? Or oh, relatively, yes.
1: So if okay. you, yeah, we can we can do that. I so. Let's see, he played uh, Odelius played uh, 43 games in like uh, Sweden's second tier league, we can say we can call it that. Um, and in those 43 games, he had 11 points, which um, isn't anything crazy offensive, but I think like he was relatively dependable. Um, and when you're talking about that league, so he's playing amongst men, um, I think uh, he's like still on the right path, I think, especially like hopefully we see him transition into the AHL sooner rather than later. Um, And he sort of further develops into the North American style of hockey. So I still think um, that pick can very much pay off.
2: Now, let me, now, again, like that's a guy who obviously is years away. Now, Matthew Maggio, that's the guy, that is the flavor of the month. He won the OHL player of the year, had a fantastic year. Guys like Phil's Fiction over here are shouting from the rooftops. Oh, Maggio, he's going to be great. I don't watch any. Windsor Spitfire games. I don't watch any OHL games. What can we expect in a guy like Maggio? Should we be excited or should we hold off a little bit on the excitement?
1: Sure, you should be excited, like you were excited for William DeFore. I think there the circumstances are very similar. Oh. Oh. Grumpy no, was not sure. excited
0: at all for William DeFore.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm still excited for William DeFore. So. Um, I mean, he was an overager, but I mean, what you're able to do. In a league, like scoring at that rate, um, showing up when you need to is it's obviously amazing. Um, I think he has all the necessary components to make that transition into Bridgeport, like DeFore did, uh further develop a little there, shape his game to um reflect pro hockey better, and hopefully also make the transition into the NHL. Um so I think. Some um, reasonable excitement is very much warranted. Obviously, don't expect him to, you know, be the next Ovechkin. But um, I think it's reasonable to ex- to assume that he will be able to make some impact on the NHL level if all goes to plan.
2: So what do you think about people who are out there maybe on social media comparing him to fantastic X OHL mvp winners like i think it was Huberto was one there for the saint john Sea dogs and they're comparing them the players of that ilk should we be expecting somebody of that talent level
1: i mean before least... i got all the Huberto comparisons obviously because you have like a record-breaking season also in the queue like Huberto but obviously they're um they were older at that point um and it's notable no matter what age you mm-hmm. you're able to like break those records it uh records at and put up those like those points at but it is junior hockey and like as always you have to you can be excited I am excited but you have to also you know um with like how the transition can go and um even if like he's obviously not gonna put up anywhere near the same numbers in like the AHL or the NHL so I think um we we will still see offense but don't tone it down by five six seven <laughs> okay
2: so we need we need to taper the
1: expectations and we need yeah i mean a... you can expect um like probably a good lower six player uh maybe mid six
2: a good bottom okay okay so um, like a, bottom. So i can't
1: like... even speak today yes bottom six mid six depending on I mean, I can probably tell you after one or two years in Bridgeport how we can see him counting out.
2: Now, he, now the big issue with the four was a guy struggled skating, a guy who that was the big worry about him. He had a fantastic release. And Grumpy, interrupt me. Don't don't feel free to interrupt me there, Grumpy, anytime you want to chime in. I'm just know.
3: listening. I want, to, I want to know about – I'm going to let you finish on Maggio, then I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I was more talking about the four at this point, but – I mean, like that was the that was the big knocking point on the floor. Couldn't skate well, or maybe he needed some room for improvement. For Maggio, what, what are really the developmental points that he's got to work on when he's in Bridgeport? And again, he's another one of those players that are a project piece that's at least a few years away. But what really are the big improvement points for him?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that his skating is concerning, but of course there's room to improve. Um, I think just like uh, obviously his like shooting, uh, like he's a great um, he's a great goal scorer. Um, I don't think uh, his his playmaking isn't bad. I'd say it's even above average. But if you're talking about something he can continue to improve on, maybe become more well rounded, that's something he can um, certainly work on when he makes the transition over to Bridgeport, um, and obviously just sort of adjusting like what it means to score goals against professional defensemen and goalies compared to OHLers. Sixteen. Um, yeah. So. Um, it's he's it's pretty similar to where Dufour was at this point, but I think um, Maggio's skating overall is slightly better.
2: Okay, gotcha. And you know, it's now Grump. You had a question about DeFore because I had I had another question I wanted to ask about DeFore, his first year well, in Bridgeport.
3: Okay, you can ask about DeFore. I I then I want to I want to hear Nicole's point of view on Quinn Finley and Isaiah George and how they progressed uh, progressed over last season.
2: Yeah, and like the, the, you know, skating was a big thing for DeFore. Now, we've heard from, again, like anytime we're here in the chat, I've got to take it with a grain of salt. We've heard that he started to, it looks like his skating is better than what it had been in the past. Now, has he been making meaningful strides, pun intended, in the progression of his skating, has it looked? Is it looked like okay? William DeFore is now at least an average. Because if a guy can be an average skater and he's got all the tools outside, that's a guy who could find a spot in an NHL lineup. Yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't say he was struggling in the AHL. I definitely, I thought he could keep up with the game as needed. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, of course, if you improve skating overall, your game improves. But I wouldn't say right now it's like tremendously hurting him. So I, yeah, I, I think. Um, it's not like a blinking red light of concern right now i could see strides being made
2: okay well that's that's good at least and again he's still young he's able to improve that. i mean there's gonna be a cat he's never gonna be a great skater but if he can even be an average or slightly below average nhl skater he's gonna one of those tonight. guys
3: we got one of those we got quite a few of those guys on our team
1: already we thing. do we do
2: <laughs> as to say so as long as they can at least be average you know that's That's really what we're hoping for, and I think that that, that's going to be fine there in success. Now, Grumpy, you wanted to ask about Quinn Finley. You wanted to ask about Isaiah George. I'm going to let you take it from there, Grumpy.
3: Yes. Um, Did we see progression? I I was intrigued by Quinn Finley
1: when we drafted him. So he he played in the USHL. Uh, He was traded midway through the season, so he played for the Capitals and the Steel in 23 games for the Madison Capitals. He had 27 points, 10 goals. 17 assists. And in 32 games for the Chicago Steel, he had um, 15 goals, 23 assists for 38 points. So, um, yeah, I think he's been progressing nicely and he's uh, going to be in uh, Wisconsin, this University of Wisconsin with Zachary Schultz. So they'll be hopefully playing together this year. So that's also something to look forward to.
2: I was about to ask you about Quinn Finley because I'm like, usually after the draft class year, mm-hmm. if you're playing in the USHL, you go to college afterwards, but I thought it was odd to see him yeah. play another year in the USHL. He was
1: very young when we drafted him. I think he was still 17 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, uh, he's right. going to be making his college debut this coming season. Now that so makes was he sense. so was he
3: just I'm just gonna say, was he too dumb to get into college? His first year and he needed to get his grades up before they'd accept him. Or was it just strictly because, you know, maybe he was going to a prep school and he hadn't graduated yet, even though his age <laughs> his age fell, his
1: parents held him back a year. Yeah.
2: That he was, was, it was, was stupid to get in. I agree with that one, Grumpy. Whatever that answer is. I'm sorry, go ahead, Nicole.
1: Yeah. So he uh he's an August baby. So okay, uh, so he turned nineteen August eighth. So he would have been seventeen at the time of the draft. So it's like a okay. a year back. Yep.
3: Okay.
2: Okay, and another another player too, prospect wise. Now there's and two. You make
3: it sound like you make it sound like every athlete is some type of genius who's able to qualify to get into school.
2: Ho- okay, usually hockey players are pretty smart guys. Now, come come on now, you're saying you saying we got uh, hockey players that have done stumps? What are you talking?
3: I'm about? just saying when you're an athlete, sometimes the books uh, don't get as much attention as they possibly should.
2: Now another guy I wanted. There was actually a few more guys. Now we've seen. In that same 2020 draft, there were a lot of question marks around it. That was during, you know, that that COVID year had happened. Now, let me ask you a little bit about Alex Jeffries. Now, he's a guy from Merrimack College who played well. And again, I don't watch any of the college hockey. I don't watch any prospects play. But the numbers look like they're there. And again, like in college, right, are you competing against grown men? No, you're still competing against teenagers, kids in their young 20s. But the numbers look like they're there for a forward. Should we be excited for a guy like Alex Jeffries? You know? Yes, How the numbers are definitely there.
1: And I think you should be excited. So let's see, 41 uh, points in 38 games, 14 goals, 27 assists. Um, and he follows me, so <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: will be, uh will be nice. Um, and it, we should be nice sorry yeah anyway it gets awkward sometimes like parents and family members will follow me and I'm like oh <laughs> mm.
0: um,
1: yeah but in this case the niceness is warranted um, I think he's like ever since we drafted him actually he's been pretty underrated even by fans in our own fan base um, I think uh, especially like the way he's been uh, performing there's a lot of potential there um, and I'm he's also one of those players I'm excited to uh see make the transition into pro hockey.
2: Yeah, as because I was like and, and like some of the college stats, it's like I don't know whether to discern I don't know if Mary Mack is a big school where they're competing against top level competition or is he just, you know, and, and again, like a guy like that, he played well off the off the jump street there for Mary Mack, And I've like, I've noticed again, progressively points are going up. I'm like, I noticed he doesn't get a lot of press, right? He's not the popular kid to talk about. And it was this year it was a lot of hey, they're talking about Maggio. But a guy like Alex Jeffries, I'm like, that's – right. I, I feel like a guy like that might be able to make a transition. I was curious about him. And now you were talking before that it looks like Jakob Skaric may have been passed over a little bit, and Tristan Lennox, our goalie prospect, looks to be the next in line. There, Yeah, is,
1: so he, in – what so 2022, Skarek had one really good month. I mean, like, I was excited. I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. You see, like, that progress being made. Like, you see the potential. Then he got injured. He got sick. Um, the the play fell drastically. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, 2023 is an opportunity to see him sort of get back to that level we've seen him be able to reach. It didn't happen. Um, I think, like, goalies obviously take some time to develop. I wouldn't say he's not old. He's not old for, like, a goalie prospect. He still has time. But like the hesitation he sometimes had, in that like the mistakes he made, I think Lennox right now has surpassed him as far as like our farm system of goalies goes. Huh.
2: and and you know, and, and I kind of, I kind of try to take it with a grain of salt because I like I looked at the numbers and I watched maybe a few clips of Scarif. I'm Like, oh, okay, looks great, but I'm like, I think to myself, I'm like, I was thinking the same thing even about Samuel Bull Duke. I mean, he had a great year during the COVID year when we had played more of the shortened schedule. I was like, okay, this guy seems to be, you know, the real deal, top prospect for us. The year after that, struggled. And then this last year, I mean, he played well. And we saw him in the NHL. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I like the tool set that this kid has. This is a kid I could see being successful.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I was waiting for that bounce back, like, after 2022, like, the injuries and everything. Right away, like, all of my tweets were, like, He's going to have like a great bounce back here. And then it started and it was there. And I was so happy. You see, like, because, you know, he has the potential. He has all the tools to make it work. Um, So I think like he's also relative, like, the can also take a little while longer to develop, but it's very promising what we've seen from him on both pro levels. Um, And I, I think um, if he continues sort of this trend going forward, um, we can see him sort of have a permanent place in the D
2: Let's get here. Now, Grumpy, what other questions? Because I've I've got some other questions I want to move on. Isaiah
1: George, right? Um, He was injured with um, a foot injury for most of the season. But um, when he came back, he's like uh, one of the best skaters of his draft class. It's very evident to see. Um, Like, it's going to be easier to to see, like, with a full season, of course. But, I mean, that skating is, like, on another level. He's a fantastic skater.
2: And and I know. Okay. Oh, and
3: I know you were kind you were kind of high on Robin Sallow previously, I believe, and it seemed to me like they played him for a cup of coffee, and it seems like he's just fallen out with the organization. And I don't understand that. I, I mean, uh, to me, it's kind of baffling when you see certain players that look like they have skill sets that could translate to the NHL, and they don't get the shot. You know, Ruslan uh, Ishikov. Um, that's okay. I know I say his name right doesn't matter. I'm always So, but I see guys like that who look like they absolutely should transition in some way to the NHL and they don't seem like they get legitimate chances, which is it's bothersome to me. And I just want to know how you feel about those two players in particular
1: and the the lack of upward movement by players that those skill yeah, sets. Let's touch on both of them. So Salo actually, like I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but the timing is interesting so he had that quote about oh. and i don't know i don't want to say lou's punishing him but i can't say that he's not he is we remember yeah a, we
2: we had we had pontificated we had gone out and a limb and thought for a while and like he said that he thought bridgeport essentially i'm i'm, I'm paraphrasing was a dump he, he said like, it
1: was a den like there wasn't much to do
2: Yeah, it was not. He did not paint paint Bridgeport in the area, in the in the in the team in a positive light, or the or the place of Bridgeport in a positive light. And I was like, I always thought that was it's a punishment. After that point, it's like no.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, it's weird to say out loud, but like, given how Lou runs sort of the organization, who know? Like, can we say that it's not?
3: Absolutely, it is. You know, we've heard the story when he was with the Devils and uh, he fired people and he sat there at the elevators, hit the bricks once he fired people, which is kind of shitty um, and says more about him, honestly, than anything else. And we've just seen with young guys before how, man, you get on his wrong side, you know, Josh Hosang for whatever reason, Kiefer Bellows with, uh, you know, the, the performance enhancing drugs. Uh, Bodie Wild not getting vaccinated. It's oh, just not good. I mean, well, well I, here, here it it up. I just think I just think that if you don't like them and they're not going to be part of your organization, you cut them loose because all I seem like he just keeps them on the team. Just to punish them, and is never going to give him a shot. And then by the time they hit twenty five years old, no one's going to want them. And then he lets them walk. No, I think, so- I, like I said, I just, I just don't like that. I, it looks it's slimy to me.
1: So it really, uh, Ruslan Haukov is probably the single most skilled prospect when you're talking about pure skills in our uh, in our farm in our prospect pool. I mean, they call him Mister Magic. Like the things he can do with the puck. Are magical. If you can actually go on Twitter, pull up that shootout goal, that went viral.
2: I'll pull that up there, Ruslan. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's extremely skilled. He's being punished for being under 5%. on the smaller size. Yeah, on the smaller side, um, because like I think, given what we know, he's able to do, he should have gotten a shot in the in the NHL because we struggle to score shootout after shootout. And then, it was ironic, I think, like, the day before, the day of, there was a game, no Islanders scored in the shootout. And then he went out and scored, like, one of the best shootout shootout goals I've ever seen. Let's watch this.
2: The Islanders with a chance to break this one wide open with a three-goal second period. Sam Harrison will see his first penalty shot against this year. The AHL All-Star is in wide Right. Holds, waits, and he scores!
1: Oh, my goodness!
3: He was feeling it. He was smelling himself on the way in there. Yeah, the
1: unbelievable. Right. I Kelly mean, right in front of the net. what excuse given just, our scoring woes do you have for now giving him, like, a single game?
2: He's obviously got the hands, right? And I mean, we had injuries last year. The guy's got the hands. I, I assume he's got the offensive acumen. From everything we hear, he's—I mean—he excels at the, at that level. Obviously, he's undersized, so that's that might be an issue. But that's about it.
3: I'm going to say that's not the first time he tried that move.
1: So <laughs> well, he's had this like Mr. Magic nickname since his college, like since before his college day. So he played for Connecticut. Yeah. Um, and he's always been known as as this like very skilled player. Um, and I mean, hopefully he'll be able to get a shot this year because like, I don't see like a reason to just sort of keep him in this limbo. Otherwise, I can
3: I, I can see a reason because he's Lou Lamerl has got everybody locked up to 50 year contract extensions. So he's never going to give a young guy a shot. I mean, I, he always struck me as being someone who's not super fast, but it's quick and shifty. And I just, for the life of me, if that's not what you're looking for in a skill set of a player, why do you even draft him if you're never going to give him a shot? See, those to me, those are the frustrating things that, as an Islander fan, that I always find. The kid, even coming out of, even coming into his draft year, you know, electric with the puck on his stick. Yeah. Okay, was going to college a little bit short of stature. Should have went earlier than he did, probably. But then you see what he's able to do, and you just don't give him a shot. On a team that's bereft of, of scoring, let's just be honest, when Matt Barzell won out, why would you not give a kid like that a shot? You're playing that useless Simon Holmstrom who's just a, a zero, and that's being generous to zero.
1: You honestly. know, I'm surprised we won this long without one cast for the ghost joke. It's must be a new record.
3: Well, we don't we, we don't talk about it all the time, but we all know. We all know. TJ, can you put the picture of him up when he was in the movie Deliverance? Oh, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. For you. Put
3: him up side by side. He didn't need much makeup for that role. That's no, I'm right. not
2: putting it up side by side, Grumpy. I'll pull the picture of him up. All right, buddy?
3: Okay. Just because Nicole knows what he looks like. We're just going to show we it we
2: this all the time, Grumpy.
3: We don't show it all the time.
2: You do. Probably his the face got time.
3: better. His face got it's better. Probably the, the, probably the third time on the show ever that we're showing oh, this picture. I think it's been
1: the previous two times that I've been on there Then you that you showed
2: it. Oh hey, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's been more than just twice, but uh, you know we'll just run with it for Grumpy's sake. Eager, oh, grumpy.
3: And there he is. There's Casper <laughs> Holmes from there he is playing a banjo, picking around, sitting on his sitting on his little his little chair there. He's a better banjo player than he is a hockey player. I can tell you that much. Now he I
1: wasn't hurting the team. I I'd say he was even helping, like in the AHL. But when you talk about, of course, the NHL level, how how to They're rationalize giving him who who can be a decent playmaker a shot over someone like Ishakov?
2: It's it's now I don't feel like we're gonna have any spots potentially open for a guy like that. And and I wish we would, but I'm just like thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, we sign Engvall back, we go ahead and we've got Hudson Fashing. and I love what Hudson Fashing has done, right? So like we sign Hudson Fashing, we've got guys like Simon Holmstrom that have already been up there who've played, you know, in, in more critical situations, and I think that they like his skill set for a bottom six guy. And I'm just like, unless there's a substantial amount of injuries to a winger position, I don't see a guy like that, whether he's whether it's justified or not, getting a chance this year.
1: I mean, yeah, you see what I think. Like Islanders fans and the organization itself has this sort of very regimented view about they want to about what they want to see from the bottom six. They want to see physical sort of. uh mo- more stay at home like dependable and it's how isn't that but there's no rule in the nhl rule book that says your bottom six can't have skill
2: sure i so, think i
1: have to learn from that
2: that would be nice now another one more prospect people are he's been getting a lot of run and i'm going to mispronounce his last name the robert master simioni Or he's um, he's he's a fella who was drafted by Detroit in a second round a few years ago, but he's a Long Island kid. Um, Now, apparently the rumor is maybe this is a guy who did not sign the contract in Detroit who is a free agent. The Islanders might be interested in a guy like this. You know, have you done do you have any do you know, have you done any sort of research there on, on Robert M
1: robert m robert yeah so there's speculation and i mean it hasn't been concerned that uh, based on his social media he is an islanders fan
2: yes that's, I mean, that's that,
1: yes like that's always nice you know but we've had like sort of this free agent frenzy like of um like younger players the past few years too we're like oh like the islanders are always in the talks and then we end up not really Getting any of the big, like big jumps. <laughs> like for- I don't know, but I mean it doesn't it doesn't yeah. hurt that he's a hometown sort of boy. Um Nicole eyes. Eyes. he's I a of course a good player. Let me pull up his stats right now. Well, you could pull so, stats up that 42 points in 38 see. games with uh Arizona, eleven goals, 31 assists. I mean, if you sign someone like that, like two uh two-way contract. Uh, or to like just you know give it a tryout in the HL if he's willing to there's no reason not to um but like right now it's sort of it's up to him so the speculation I mean hopefully it was going after him but who knows
3: I'm like why did he leave Boston University um, to go to Arizona state of all places Arizona
2: State brought a, a few good players in I think it all had to do with the Mole. okay
3: okay. Boston Josh University. Don,
2: Shane Doan's kid went there too. That's I right. I don't
3: care. I don't care. Boston University is a, a NCAA powerhouse. Mm. Arizona State. That's just. It's like a rec league, by comparison. I just want to know why he would. Why he would leave Boston University to go to Arizona State? First of all, and one just one other thing I want to touch on, Nicole. The Islanders are always or the cartel is saying that the Islanders are in on all these guys and they never sign anyone. You want to know why? Cause they're not in on anyone. It's just to keep the fan base interested by saying, Oh yeah, the Islanders are trying to make the team better, but they never do.
1: No, so, Okay. So I'll like from my personal life, I will, I can't say names and I, I don't feel comfortable naming who it is, but um, someone who used to be a professional player and a prospect said, you know, around the league, like, People don't necessarily want to play for Lou given well, what he's, he's like. And well, he's- you know, it can go <laughs> oh hello, okay. Yeah. It can go either way. Some people really like the way he runs his teams and some players don't. So some like some it is it has been a thing for a while now that some players just do not want to play under Lou Lamarello.
3: I've been under the impression that and I've said I've said that before. I said modern day athletes Are not don't want to be told that, you know what, you have to have a certain haircut or you're not allowed to grow a mustache or a beard or you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do that. Anytime that – and it's always younger players. Anytime a younger player does not toe the company line, they are blackballed. And I'm going to tell you what,
1: that shit gets around the league. It absolutely does. I I mean, mean, this uh, guy – I trust what he says. And if he says it, then this has been a thing for a while now. I'm not surprised at all. So, you know, I straight up, up asked him, you know, like, um, like, what reputation does Lou have? Like, do players want to play for him? Do they not? And he said, you know, like, some players are very against it. Some players, like, don't mind. But this might be why, like, you're missing out. Because it is, like, a league-wide reputation.
2: Yes. Yeah, we've we've talked about that before, where it's like, hmm, what is the actual impact that Lou has? Probably, I'd assume somewhat of a negative impact on some players, but there are certain players that I'm sure love his, like from the from yesteryear. I'm sure, like your exactly.
1: So that's sort of where we're we're like in a odd sort of like limbo. (laughs) The like older players the types of players Lou likes are the ones who like him back. When you're talking about younger players who you sort of want to entice, this might not necessarily be sort of the organizational ideology they're looking for. To Hmm. me, it's that Lamarillo,
3: if you're an older player who's just about done, you can have a job with the Islanders because he's going to overpay you For what you're worth and give you too much term and too
1: much money because that's what he does so varlamov is the con like you know i think he's a great guy i think he's a good goal a a great backup goalie like some teams would love to have him as their one as their like starter but do you need four years at that price no like
3: when you're 35 35 years old, you're going to play maybe 25 – maybe,
1: maybe 25 games. He's a freaking backup. I, mean, I get loyalty, and I get, like, how Lou views it. But at some point, like, the good of the team has to overrule individual loyalty to players. When was and the there can time- be a good balance, but I feel like right now it's not balanced. When was the last time Lou Lamarillo won a Stanley Cup? Before the before the cap era, yeah. yeah. Of course.
3: Two thousand three was that yeah. the last
1: one the Devils that he won a cup? Yeah, I mean, years.
3: think think about that. His time is done. He's absolutely done. He's a dinosaur in that way.
1: I've noticed, like every year, as I get older and as I sort of, you know, like become more knowledgeable about hockey and the inner workings, I sort of get a little more and more disillusioned. Um, yeah, he's 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 the thing. He served his purpose
3: by riding the ship, bringing in Barry Trotz. And they, they absolutely said respectability
2: back to the organization. He definitely That's right.
3: Respectability. Yeah. They, uh, they steadied the ship and then you know what, but at some point in time, it's like, okay, you have served your purpose. Now it's time to move on to something else. It's so not like should- I, I've always said
1: like, he can stay as president. I don't he even want to be president. president. Why not? Like if you're talking about purely like the business side of things, I, like, I don't, there. But, I don't want his like, influence on I know, the team anymore. But I, so I know like Kyle Dubas. He has like a very. Like some people love him. Some people hate him. But that trade, he was just, uh, he was just able to pull off. Um, Carlson yeah, for, for or nothing, what? For nothing. For nothing. I mean, I mean, do I need an exact copy of him? No, but maybe some like young blood with sort of like different ideals would be the breath of fresh air this organization needs.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And the one thing I think that Grumpy was mentioning, too, that I worry about, if he was in charge of hockey ops, I'm not sure unless somebody was strong enough to say, sit your ass, this is your lane, you're not allowed to give any input or try to sway anything else, this is what you do, anything else I don't want to hear your opinion on, he's going to start bleeding over into other aspects of the team. And I do agree.
1: Like. I think right now the our owners are very content to just sort of sit back. to We trust in Lou. But – I'd like to see them um, sort of, you know, use their power a little more too.
2: It would be nice, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> and, you know, like, Ducky, like, great guy, like, such a great face for the team. But, I mean, you know, like, it's we want to see, like, some uh, a little a little something in the back rooms too.
3: I hate when people say in Louis trust because he <laughs> hasn't won a hockey trade, uh, not since he's been with the Islanders, that's for certain. And I can't – I mean, they were smart in Toronto. They saw what he was like. They kicked his bit up, butt upstairs. I mean, Shanahan said, uh-uh, nope. We don't like what you're doing. And they gave it to Dubas. And that's, you know, honestly, like I said before, he served his purpose. Time to move on. We should have already brought in a young uh, – at least – a young assistant
1: GM. My concern it. right now is that Lou moves on. Guess who's going to get that role? Not Fredo. It
2: won't We've be We've talked about that for years. Fredo. I mean, that's
1: the reality as far as we're looking at right now. Mm. And if, Fre- if, you know, Fredo,
3: if Fredo becomes general manager, you might as well just take a shovel to the organization. He, he's like, he won't last. He won't last. He won't get the rope that the old man's got. Not much I can tell you. You realize he's never even
1: had a no. job that his dad didn't get. But no. he was a paper boy. He ball. won't get as like long of a leash, but any leash is too long right now. Our window realistically isn't long enough for us to keep, you know, doing trial and error and nepo baby those GMs.
2: Now I want to talk about the window, Grumpy. Now a friend of ours, a, an old, an old Grumpy, a guest of the show. He, Grumpy, I don't know if you noticed. Do you know who this is in this video right here, Grumpy? Yes, I do. Who is this, Grumpy? Tell us for the listeners. It's the, for the gambler. Who,
3: it's the gambler. Who's, the,
2: who's the gambler, Grumpy?
3: Andy Francis, the gambler.
2: It's Andy Francis. Now, I want you to listen to this, Grumpy. Andy has maybe some encouraging words. He's in a DeLorean. Maybe he went... To the maybe he went forward. You can go back. You can go forward, right? In that thing, he I'm probably to went know.
3: to Universal Studios and they let him sit in a car for fifty bucks.
2: No, 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 no. I'm, well, my asking here is this: now Andy will be on the show next week, Grumpy. So watch what ah, you say. Anyway. Another
3: guest Andy Francis.
2: Yeah. Jeez. And he'll be. Least on we got
3: that.
1: Nicole this week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, what a compliment! Can well, they yeah, go? Well, you're she, better she, than she, Andy
2: Francis. Come on. <laughs> Now you could go forward.
1: Last
3: time the- we talked to Andy Francis, he told us that there were eight guys on the island that were going to score 20 goals. I'm like absolutely not.
2: I could Now when you back to the future, they go forward in time, right? Or they go back. They can
1: go back, so they go back. They go back. In the Where second one, one it, we, in one they go forward and one yeah.
2: Okay. So on this one, okay, Andy goes forward in time. I just wanted to make sure that DeLorean could do this. I had I don't th- I haven't watched this show in a long time, but he does have some some encouraging words. I've never seen mm-hmm.
3: the show. You've never seen Back to the Future.
2: I've seen Back to the Future. Never,
3: what, what's what's the name of the character? What's the name of the, the main character on Back to the Future? Marty. Marty what?
2: McFly. Get, sit the fuck down. <laughs> girl, <laughs> you try to challenge me on my movie knowledge. And girl, how people. the hell
3: did you know that you couldn't go forward and back? How I did you not know that? If you, I, watched, if you watched any of the movies, you should have realized you can go forward and back. Uh, if you watched okay, the first movie, they, they go forward and back. Oh, and God. you didn't know that because you've never seen a movie. Either.
2: I've seen the movie, Marty McFly, Doc. I, I, they go 8.1 gigawatts. I, I've watched It's 1.21
3: right? gigawatts. <laughs> 8.1 gigawatts. <in> gigawatts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, you've never seen the movie. <laughs>
2: Okay, let's What's see. What's the
3: girlfriend's uh, name?
2: Oh hey, shit, you
3: missed that one too.
2: <laughs> okay, what is this twenty fucking Q? I got the question right. You no, you like, don't know. Huh?
3: You didn't. If you gotta say 8.1 8. gigawatts, gigawatts, oh. gigawatts, that means you don't know the movie. Okay, okay. failure. Don't even, again, don't ever try to talk about movies in front of me because you will. Just
2: oh, fucking stop, okay, <laughs> Grump, Please stop, okay. Here it is. Uh let's listen. Islander fans, I uh, I don't have the best news to report. I just took this thing to June. You're probably not surprised, but the New York Islanders didn't win the Stanley Cup. At least the Rangers didn't win it either. That's actually not the bad. The bad news is I went to 2025, and they didn't win that one either, so I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that's what happened, all right? Good luck. Grumpy, so it's pretty much been guaranteed now by Andy who has gone back to the future now that we Islanders are not winning the Stanley Cup this year or next
3: year. I could have told you that. I've been telling you that for years. We're at least, honestly, we're at least 10 years away from the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Well, I was, you know, it's funny, because, and we're not going to do it today, we'll do it Saturday, but I'm going to talk about the pillars of the islanders organization who are they now just look at the contracts for right.
1: sorokin horvat
3: yep. mayfield pelic
1: yeah. Pulak. <laughs> barzell
3: i mean those are the i mean are there a, is there a star among the bunch
0: sorokin. There's not
3: yes our goalie oh sorokin sorokin yes But here's the thing: he might as well be Roberto Luongo playing for Florida. That's what it's like.
2: No, we're not that bad. Come on. The old
3: man has locked up a bunch of guys, not a star among them. Can you tell me realistically how many of those players deserved seven and eight year extensions? Realistically, maybe, maybe two players out of the whole bunch. Two, Barzell. Sorokin, certainly not Pulak and Pelic. You
1: don't lock up the steady Eddie defenseman for eight-year
3: deals. You don't do it. I
1: mean, to, to be fair, it was like a great deal, and I I barely saw anyone like saying otherwise when it was signed. Okay, how you doing? Ninety-nine percent of yeah. people thought it was a great deal. They the best year they had was nineteen and twenty.
3: That was the best year they had, and you've seen them. Incrementally,
2: I thought when the deal was signed it was a great deal. I I will say I thought and again last year they didn't play well. I don't think they played great. They didn't the year before
3: either.
2: We tried to play okay. I, I will say this. They were coming off of two years that we had played shortened seasons due to COVID, and we had played the trot system. I think the trot system or where they excel. It's tough to play the trot system 82 games. And the first year after they signed that contract, we play 82 games on the trot system. It's like, uh, okay, didn't look great. Then we started off this last year saying, we're going to try to play a modern NHL style. And it was like, oof, that didn't look good. And at the end of the year, things started to look a little better for him. When we started playing back the trots of style. But uh, yeah, I, th- I, you know, these are guys who look great in a very structured defensive system. And I just, maybe they're got they're products of a system, I think.
3: You can get any ham and egger to look good in a structured defensive system. Any ham and egger off the freaking street. I could knock on a door down the street and I could find somebody who could play in a structured system. Can it's I knock the talent? It's the lack of talent. Can That's I knock why one? we don't win. We have no one who sets stands apart. One guy on the whole team has the ability to stand apart. And I'm not talking goalie, I'm talking about positional players.
2: If Matt Barzell. If I'm knocking on your door, grumpy old man, who out you or the warden is going to be able to play that de- defensive. No, mate, mate, oh, mate, You're going to be able to. Do, huh? me?
3: I skate better than Anders Lee does right now. <laughs> Wait this second. I'm a better skater than him.
2: Ah, uh, You're full of shit. <laughs> oh,
3: that stuff. total pole, captain below average. Oh, he, I mean, he's horrible. You got oh, rid of one. Yeah. You got rid of Bailey. I've been saying you should have jettisoned Bailey three years ago. Three years ago when he still had some value after that first year, that first playoff run, it was the best he ever looked. I'm like, now is when you move a piece of shit like Bailey. because I seen him for what he's been a loser his whole career. And then what happens? We can't move him. We can't do anything to move everyone. You hear this. We can't, no one can move him. Other teams are able to move guys and give up virtually nothing to move guys. We got to give up. Who knows how many draft picks to move pieces of trash off our roster. The whole thing is yes. Those guys look better in a structured system. Every team does initially, but you know sure. what? You don't win. You don't win Stanley Cups playing like that. Eventually, you need someone to put the puck in the net, and we don't have any of those guys.
2: Now, another topic I wanted to talk about: there have been a lot of people releasing how the how you know who are the top defensemen, who are the top wingers, and you'll notice that there's a reoccurring trend that the Wilders see. in the bunch. Well, now, Grumpy, do you remember the hockey guy who does like who has all those little hockey shirts and people like him? People on the show always point out he does a lot of good content when he talks about the Islanders. Sometimes we pull his stuff up. Do you remember him, Grumpy, the hockey guy or that hockey guy?
3: I do not know him or remember him or care to know him.
2: (laughs) Well, now, when you start to see the list here. You'll start to see he started to list out. This was from a few. uh, This was before, obviously, the Eric Carlson trade. So I think this was last week or before last week. They started putting, hey, who are the top defensemen in the NHL? You see some familiar names Dougie Hamilton, you're an Eckbladge, you're Jacob Slavins, Hampus Lindholm. You you know, you see some familiar names. Now, Grumpy, do you think the Islanders have anybody on this list? And who do you think would be on this list from the Islanders? No
3: one. No one. There are no defensemen. All right, Adam Pellick maybe was on the list a couple of years ago, but it looks like he's lost a step and a half. Noah Dobson. Oh, there you go.
2: And Ryan Pulak, number third.
3: Okay, I'm going to tell you one thing. This guy has no credibility with me if Owen Power is ahead of Alec Petrangelo and Noah Dobson, and even Ryan Pulak. Noah, Owen Power looked like the worst defenseman I've ever seen last year.
2: I was about he to was, ask you, does that discredit the entire thing, Owen Power being number 27? Now, I did I did get a chuckle that Noah Dobson, we always say, probably the best overall defenseman we have. He is, the, the, he is the best
3: overall offense. defenseman on the Islanders team. He's the only puck mover on the whole team from the back end. That's true. But Owen Power was a disaster. Now, do I expect him to get better? Absolutely. But he's just not there yet. You see why they signed two defensive defensemen, older guys. Eric Johnson one of them right would it shock you if Eric Johnson was a partner with Owen Power it wouldn't shock me at all
0: no to he hell he
3: needs he he'll be like Zidane Ochara was to Noah Dobson that's what that's what you're going to see with Eric Johnson that's what you're going to see
2: and that was that was the one there on the list i thought you get a kick out of specifically grumpy now on the top wingers now this was done by NHL network they rated the top 20 wingers. Now, I'm not sure if they made the mistake and forgot. There's, no way, in, there's
3: no way an Islander made that list. No. Way. Okay,
2: that is correct, Grumpy. There was no <laughs> Islanders on this list. That's right. People laugh. Patrick,
1: Patrick Kane knows sort of ridiculous, So yeah.
2: Okay, now, does Stamkos play wing now? Have I fallen asleep and forgotten that he's a winger I he's, and no longer I don't center?
1: Know he, I thought he's still
3: center, but...
2: I did too. Now people are being critical that they're putting Stamkos, I believe, on that list also, and that they put Patty Kane on that spot. But I I, I consider Matt Barzal maybe between twenty and twenty five.
3: Okay, if Matt Barzal is going to play wing this year, he should be on that list. I think he's I a think top so twenty. I think he's a top twenty winger in the league, certainly above Patrick Kane, who's not even in the league right now.
2: Well, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a guy I think who's on that list solely because of the team that he plays with. and, and That's low for Gensel.
3: Honestly, that's low for Gensel. Um, who's in, who's a top 10? Yeah. I'll bite. Um,
2: I don't have too many complaints with the top 10.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Matt Kachuk is up there after the playoff run.
2: Yeah, I was about to say. I was shocked he was. I mean, like for for what he did. Now that's a guy where I thought what he did was absolutely fantastic. There, Matthew Kachuk. and that's a guy where I'm like, this is—he's a top end talent. I mean, like I mean, he's, he, a he's a team changer.
1: A I feel like he like even when the Panthers were at their worst and no one thought he would like they would make the playoffs. Like his play, sort of like I don't know, like the way the mix Changed of the offense and sort of had pests. Like he, like, sort of elevated them to that Stanley Cup final. Everyone,
3: everyone was saying how bad it, how Florida got fleeced on that trade.
1: I remember. I remember.
3: He's a culture changer. That's what they needed down in Florida. Is Florida a great team? I don't think they're a great team. He's a great hockey player, though. I would love to get him on the Islanders. I mean, there's some guy that, that you hate to play again hate to play against, mm-hmm. but love to play with them. Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys.
1: Him Marchand, I mean, even Tom Wilson. I mean, if you're talking yes. like pure power forwards, people hate Tom Wilson. If he was on the island, oh,
3: him, I, He would be I, fan favorite. Are you kidding me? I call him I call him the laundry fans, the laundry ladies, because whoever whatever laundry a team is a guy's wearing. That's if they come to the Islanders, they're the greatest thing ever. As soon as they leave, they so have always sucked.
2: Where, oh, if that I say player wasn't that on, important to us.
3: If I say a guy sucks on the Islanders, he's going to suck somewhere else too. And if a guy's good on another team uh, and he comes here, he's going to be good too.
2: You might be like the opposite of the laundry ladies grumpy, whatever that would be, the inverse. Because I'm just a realist. Yeah. Well, there's some Islander players like Brock Nelson you were extremely critical of that you were very I, okay, wrong.
3: Brock Nelson, very wrong. Okay. I'd move Brock Nelson right now and get as much as I could for him.
2: Well, they're not going to. They think they okay. You're
3: right. You're, I didn't say they're going to. I said they should because well, this team is never winning a Stanley Cup. Well, we won't. We're not even going to make playoffs next year. As soon as Carlson moved to Pittsburgh, that was the end of our playoff hopes. No I, shot at the playoffs. I was a,
2: I, I was about to ask you if we at this year's trade deadline, let's Carlson
3: we- will score more points than anybody on the Islanders next year
2: that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong word. He got
3: 105 right? points last year.
2: He's not going to put up 105 points now. Grumpy. He might put on. up
3: 120 playing for that team.
2: He's going to be playing more of a system. They're going to ask him to play more defense. Come on.
3: Really? Has, he, has anyone ever asked him to play defense his whole career? The guy's an electric offensive talent. You come back with Crosby and Malkin on the power play. He might have 50 power play points next year. <laughs> I mean, they're all, I
1: mean, it's an old team. And I know, like, I know we're, from like a, we're throwing rocks from a glass house, right? <laughs> but it's an, I mean, can they really, they're not the, I mean, Crosby, of course, he's still good, but they're not the Crosby and Malkin, you know. Nope. Um, but guess what? They only missed the playoffs by a point last year. Thank you, Chicago. <laughs> no, no, no. Not thank you, Chicago. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Tristan Jari. Great.
1: Thank you, okay. Tristan Jari. Oh no! Who was? Um, someone sent. What was the? Who was the goalie for the Blackhawks? Someone sent him an Islanders jersey with uh his Marazzo, name I was it. Was it
3: was the, I think it was Mrazic. Was
1: it, was it Yeah. Maybe. Who cares? I thought Doesn't it was funny.
3: Doesn't matter. It was the fact, <laughs> the fact that Pittsburgh just lost. They just fell apart down the stretch, and I firmly believe it was because of the fight with uh with the general manager and the coach and the players. I think that was that's when the the wheels came off in Pittsburgh. They were a shoe in to make the playoffs, a shoe in. Then all that stuff that went around at the deadline, uh, where Hextall was going at it with Sullivan. They were getting Crosby involved, where he had to get involved with players. I mean, it's like no, you know what? Need to
2: put the puck in the net and play hockey, not have to worry about anything else.
3: (laughs) When it's dysfunctional like that up top, it it filters down to the players. That was the the only thing. Shot from the head. The only bad move that Dubas made all offseason was re-signing Tristan Jari because I just think he sucks.
1: No, I don't. I don't understand. I think even like Pittsburgh fans understand that he's not the goalie they need.
2: No. Yeah. And it's funny. They were always, ever since Mark Andre Fleury left, they're always the backup was the new favorite guy. Your Matt Murray's, your Tristan Jarry. the list goes on and on. It just seems like they went through a consortment of different backup goalies. I'm going to go further than
1: that. Fleury isn't as. I think he's a great guy, probably one of the best guys in the league. But he was never as good a goalie as looking back, people make you believe. Really? No, but all those amazing saves they were because he was out of position.
2: Yeah, he was positionally. Not, he was not great handling the puck either. But it's like that's a guy who'll be a, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Fame goalie. He
3: was better I'm than Matt Murray, and he was better than Tristan Jari. That's the I thing mean, in Pittsburgh: the backup, true. the backup is the greatest guy in town.
1: Yeah. Who's their current backup? Do they have a backup? Delkovich. 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 Oh yeah. I, what that like? Uh, from what Calder contender to? I mean, look at that. I've
2: been so Both high. And and he played so great for Carolina years ago, and he's just, just disappeared.
1: Okay, Carolina knows what they're doing. Carolina yeah, knows. Oh, I what remember great. how crazy everyone reacted after that trade.
2: I was too. I was like, hey, what "Your little, for
1: your little friend, right over yeah. here." Oh my God! How could they move the Delkovich?
2: I was like, for next to nothing. I was like, holy shit!
3: Every time. Here's the thing. I'm done questioning what carolina does because every time they make a move it works
1: <laughs> out somehow, somehow every
3: time they, they, you know why they know their organization yeah they absolutely know that don waddell i think is still the gm there
2: mm-hmm. um
3: they just they just know what they're doing there like i said i i would love for him to be at, well not this islander team but i mean i almost wish that we were carolina because I feel
1: confident that we were going to win a Stanley Cup at some point in time. Okay, say realistically, if you want to win with this team, what changes? What changes can you realistically make? Say the Islanders come come up to you tomorrow. They say we're hiring you. Do what you, realistically do what you can with the team. What do you do to win?
3: Can I take the DeLorean back to the trade deadline?
1: No, with the team
3: you have now. Uh, I'm I'm. Blowing it up. I'm blowing up. No, no, no. She said this,
2: the, the one stipulation no, no, you is have to to you have to
3: tear it down to build it no, back no, no, no. up.
2: No, no, no. She's saying the one stipulation of you getting the job is you have to compete for a cup. And if you don't, exactly. they you so it's
1: realistically, to
2: put, you under the put
1: any GM that comes in satisfy that with the team we have right now, the roster as it is. No. no. It. You can make any changes you want, any trades, any signings. No. <laughs> I you know and like it. it's pessimistic, pessimistic, and I try I try to be optimistic, but realistically, like the best hope is to rebuild. And as much as like I'm optimistic that our prospects will like become NHLers, they're not going to be stars. They're not. They're not. I mean, it's just, but here's the thing: we keep Lamarillo keeps on doing the same
3: dumb stuff year after year after year. Two years ago, I'm like, okay, this is the offseason. Don't sign anybody back. Don't do anything dumb. You can reset the whole franchise. And what does he do? He makes, he signs a couple of ham and eggers. And here's the thing I'm a, everyone knows that I'm a, a mark, a honk for Scott Mayfield. That's a ridiculous contract for Scott Mayfield. I
1: completely agree.
3: All right. He's going to be 37, 37 years old. Pierre Engvall, Did you need to give seven years? To Pierre Engvall, if he wanted more money than $3 million a year, see you later. You know, you're allowed to say goodbye to players and move young guys up. You're allowed to do that. He doesn't do it. I mean, the F-minus. Did you need to give Kyle Palmieri a four-year, $5 million per for a third-line winger? No. Did you need to sign J.G. Pajot, another guy who I'm a big fan of, a five-year extension? at $5 million per for a guy who's a third-line center? Did you need to give Casey Zizekas a six-year contract extension at the age of 30? No. No, no more. And again, the Varlamov contract is the worst of all. Four years to a guy who's 35 years. Four years. Three, uh, $2.75 million for a guy who's going to play maybe 100 games over the course of that. No. Here's the thing. If – I, I'm going to guarantee you the money. You look at the way the offseason went this year. Everyone signing guys to one-year deals, two-year deals. That's it. Even the biggest names, Blake Wheeler, great signing for the Rangers. Absolutely spectacular signing. For, 800000 for Blake Wheeler. What? Why would why would the Islanders know? Well, he wouldn't come here. That's what I hear from Island fans. Oh, well, no one will come here. We have to trade for players. Well, then you need to change – you need to change that perception around the league. Whatever you have to do, you need to change that.
2: Allow people to start growing mustaches and beards, maybe.
3: You just need, but no, seriously, you need to change, right? How many years did we hear? Well, they won't go to the Islanders because of the Nassau Coliseum, or they won't do it. You know what? That's because Islander fans are freaking losers, honestly. They're, they have that loser mentality because the team has sucked for so long that just qualifying for the playoffs is now a victory it's not a victory it's not you're on the hamster wheel to hamster wheel to mediocrity that's just the way it is and if you want to get better you must change your perception to the players around the league I don't care if the league office thinks you're great and they want to give Lou Lamarillo the GM of the Year award every year I could care less you need to win you need to be entertaining on the ice
1: no, volume.
3: I think well, like it me, no, it's tell, tell me you couldn't have traded those two guys at the deadline. Got your and Zach Parise as well. Trade those guys at the deadline. Load up on aspects in the deepest draft in fifteen years, and then bring those guys back because those ridiculous contracts. No one was signing those guys to those ridiculous contracts. So you could assign them to those pathetic deals still, and then got all the assets in a trade. Not every part of the loyalty that holds us back because of Lou. Not uh, right, exactly, and not and here's the thing not everybody who trades for somebody resigns them. Yeah. They're like, okay, was Patrick Kane resigned? Was Vladimir Terasenko resigned mm-hmm. by the Rangers? No, they just took flyers on those guys and they let them go. You
1: don't need to resign everybody that you trade for. Well, so, and I think what it's like two years in a row where at the trade deadline, who's been like, oh, you know, like if the players tell me they want to go, like. I'll trade them, but otherwise, like, we're just chilling. And I'm like, it's not the players. It's a freaking business. This is a business. It's not a country club. It's not the beer league.
3: It's not the cul-de-sac crew. Everyone going out, getting out there, playing around in the cul-de-sac, you know, playing street hockey. That's not what it is. This is an NHL team.
2: I've got to have your time out there, Grumpy. I know you're on a freaking streak and a roll, but we've got to get to our ad read before we start jumping into some comments. Today's podcast is brought to you by. DraftKings and Raycon, Our new customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN and bet just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, a.k.a. hope um, okay. Or text Hope NY. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Bo- or Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. All games are regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available if you have a gambling problem at 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. You must be 21 years or older in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, and one bonus per eligible game. Often is required. Uh, max bet of fifty dollars, so you can have ten plus legs for a hundred percent boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Um, go to terms at see the terms at uh, sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms and we also have an ad today to read grumpy from raycon your favorite set of headphones grumpy we know how much you love headphones um <clears throat> this is brought to you by raycon are those raycon, um, even,
3: are those raycon headphones you're wearing right now
2: yes of course they are grumpy these are my these are my fantastic raycon headphones now they're not uh, uh even if you even if you're not going on vacation summer is all about a vacation mindset whatever you listen to Whether it's, you know, hip hop, whether it's country, whether it's podcasts, whatever you listen to on repeat, or if you just need to re retreat, 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 I'm sorry, inside your own head for a bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, There's so much going on all summer long, and sometimes you just need an upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or even to stay calm with some guided meditation. So, Grumpy, when you're at the gym, you can get pumped up. You can get that big set and You can hit your PR. You can can relax. You can put the podcast on. You can do whatever you need to, Grumpy. And let me tell you right now, Raycon is the best way to listen to those type of items. Use the earbud tap functionality to toggle between three customizable sound profile, um, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Uh, Raycons have 32 hours of battery life, including eight hours of playtime so you can listen to what you want when you want and for a really long time they come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit they start at half the price of other premium audio brands but they sound just as good and raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee so you really can't lose create your own soundtrack with raycon right now um, right now islanders never say die listeners you can get 15% off your Raycon order if you go to buyraycon.com slash THPN. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycon. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Oh, man,
3: Grumpy. Woo. We got it all done. <laughs> a lot of reading for you, TJ. It's about six months worth, isn't
2: it? Oh Man, that's like a that's like my entire life's worth of reading right there. It's mm-hmm. like a, an entire summer reading book, Grumpy, worth of reading right there um i hated to cut i hated to cut you off grumpy because you were getting on a roll there you're getting all you're getting all animated grumpy I usually trying i try not to cut you off when you get animated but i had to get that ad read in now grumpy so let me i want to get nicole thought before we start reading with some of these comments nicole i want to i want to I want to ask you what your what your feelings are about this year. You talk about how, you know, the the Anders are trying for one last push there before the window closes. What are your thoughts about this upcoming year? Are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling pessimistic? I want to hear kind of what your mindset is right now.
1: I'm neither. I'm, I'm sort of numb. I'm like at this point, whatever happens, happens. I don't really go into a season with expectations anymore. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. okay. Think about, that. Think about okay.
2: that as a fan. We're like, we're no expectations anymore for
1: this. Think team. about that. Think about it. I mean, it's such a change from like 2020, 2021. Yes. It's kind of, I know it's kind of it's kind of sad. I mean, I know there's like players I'm looking forward to seeing, but like to say right now that oh, I think the team will like miss the playoffs or I think they'll make the playoffs, I can't, I can't make that prediction. And um Yeah, it's not exactly a glowing review about where the team stands. As an organization,
3: do you want your fan base saying, well, I really don't have any expectations for the team? That's like if any product. You're trying to sell a product. Hey, we're trying to sell cars. What do you think about that car? "Eh, You know, I really don't have any expectations for that car. Um, I mean, that's not what people want to hear. They want people to be excited and fired up. That's what they want. And here's the thing, though. You're not the only one, Nicole. You're not. Now, we, like I said, we tend to be, at least I tend to be a little bit more realistic. TJ used to be a little Pollyanna fan, but he's seen over the last years how it was going. And But I think a lot more fans are coming around to it's just not happening. Where the curve, that's me, has been telling you for years, not good enough. We needed to make changes after that first loss to Tampa. We needed to make a couple of changes, get some scoring wingers, chose not to do anything. And then Tampa made moves. We were never beating Tampa, okay? But you certainly weren't going to beat them if you didn't improve the product on the ice. And, hey, we still believe in this core. We still believe in this core. The core's never won anything. Never want anything. Sorry. I'm going to, get to some, I'm going to get to some comments since TJ's away, and I'll probably get all of them done before he comes back. And anyone who's saying hello, we're just going to say hello back. I'm going to skip some of those. Um, uh, here's one. Uh, Nick D says, uh, TJ, explain to the class why you're late, why you think the world revolves around you. That is a valid question. Maybe you'll touch on it on the way back. Maybe you won't. JP says, I find myself asking, as of today, if I had a choice between Lou Lamarillo, as he is right now, and training a monkey to be the GM and a good steward of the Islanders, I wouldn't want to be a monkey. Okay. I don't know. We kind of Well, JP kind of fell off the track. He kind of fell off the track with the last. The that monkey
2: is about to be taken hostage and, and forced to be general manager of the Islanders is what that means, Bumpy. Hey, no, man, I've on. been
3: tra- That means Fredo is getting the job.
2: Let me ask you this. You just went ahead and took a direct U turn right to the comments. I've got to ask you, Grumpy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep talking. I had a few, God forbid, Grumpy, we talk a little bit about the expectations we have because we were talking about them. Nicole's
3: given up on the organization.
2: No, she hasn't given given up on the organization. We
3: know how I feel. We're not making playoffs. I'm not not even in New York.
1: So (laughs) let's see how many games I make it to this year. Uh,
2: I wanted to ask Nicole because there's a big narrative that's being pushed around. This team is different than the Islanders. This is a different Islanders team. This is not running back the same team we had at the end of the year. People like to say that, oh, this is the best roster. I feel like this is an- only only that freaking
3: goof,
1: Phil. There are more
2: people online who are saying this and you would believe, Grumpy, that this is not the same team.
1: It is exactly the same quite literally the same team, yeah. um, Nothing
3: changed. Parise, Parise's out, Oliver Wallstrom's in. That's the only change.
1: I and just I put a, a question mark next to Wallstrom right, right now. maybe it'll be somebody else. Some other hack.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, obviously you can't – like, he's not bad, and you can't really say anything with the injury. But I think unless, like, we see him perform at a higher level, and we know he has the potential, if unless we see that, I think we can also see another revolving door sort of happen in his spot.
3: He's our next sell-low candidate. We're going to move a first round pick at the deadline and Oliver Wallstrom for piece of shit X. That's all that's all is going to happen. So uh, we should,
1: some you know, old. we should start like a betting pool. What, uh, what player are we moving our next first round pick for on draft day? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> we no, we, we won't. We will, I guarantee we won't have a
3: first round pick next year. It's funny. Yes. TJ brought something up that Lamarillo in his five years, has traded away four first-round draft picks. The rest of the Islanders' history, almost, what, 45 years, three, only three years. There's only been
2: three years we have not had a first-round pick. We have had under Lamarillo four out of the – if you want to count – Five, because
3: Simon Holmstrom was a first-round draft pick. That's not one either.
2: Hold on, hold on. If we want to count – the draft where he was a general manager for like four or five days. That was, I just, I always like to mention it. If you want to count that, sure, you can count it. But if you don't want to count the one where he just kind of walked into a situation and he said, do what you're going to do. He has traded away our first-round pick four of the five years he's been general manager. The entire team's history, we have not had a first-round pick three out of the prior 40-something years in Islanders' history. So what it looks like right now is we're going to be five out of our last six years where Lamarillo has not had a first-round pick. That's, again, three times or twice, I'm sorry, as much as what we've had in our prior 40-year history. I mean, and I'm
0: going to tell like, you what. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna tell you what. When the only first round pick is that Appalachian
1: Mountains banjo
3: playing bastard, is the only guy you've never had a first round pick.
1: Yeah, it sucks from like a prospect uh, blogger perspective. It start. It sucks from like a fan who like is looking forward to a rebuild eventually because yeah, yeah we have like I, prospects like don't people, mean anything. No, I'm going to say like in the rankings where you like right now we're at 32 across the board always and I don't think that's fair because uh, a lot of like other organizations have high risk prospects who might turn out and high reward but they also might not show anything at all but I think we have sort of low risk mid reward prospects who are going to be like steady decent NHLs, but they're not going to you know change a the team they're not going to wow you so, But that's a problem if you're looking to rebuild. Let me get my wheel out. I had a hamster. He died. I mean, he probably rooted for the island <laughs> He ran himself to death.
2: Grumpy, he was, she was, he was actually named, the, the hamster was named the grumpy old man. And we got to see him every single day running on that treadmill of mediocrity. Could have been called Lou, Lou Lamarillo too. It would have been the same thing. Sticking all the islanders on, on the treadmill of mediocrity. Um, I mean,
3: the whole thing is you... Do- And you listen to some of the goofs of the fan base who say, well, you know, prospects don't mean anything. No, they do mean something. Your team, you're never getting entry-level contracts, players on entry-level contracts, so you can go out and sign a big-name player.
1: All you're doing is signing trash. So those years when we made the the ECF, it was because of homegrown players. Yep. You don't have those you don't have Matt Brazil in the organization right now. Like I can't even say you have a Brock Nelson in the organization. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. And Otaratsu was probably going to be our Brock Nelson. But right now we have Ishakov who I'm high on, but the organization doesn't seem to be. So realistically, you're saying, okay, we're not rebuilding now, but you don't have the components to really push for the cup either so you're sort of stuck in this kind of really depressing purgatory yeah of mediocrity that's it
2: grumpy (laughs) I love when he's moving so quick that his computer free his computer it computer starts to freeze up with this connection. I still got I
3: still got the quicks, man. Still got the speed.
2: <laughs> ah, that's what it is. Nick D says, TJ Grumpy, how are you guys doing tonight? Five star podcast reminder fire Lou Lamarillo
1: immediately.
2: Um Gun-Gun says, Nicole, at what point in the playoffs did you realize the Islanders were in deep Do do
1: Game as, one.
3: I was gonna say as soon as they drew Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Never beaten
1: Carolina. I I mean, if if you're playing against that Florida team, would you beat Florida? Either you don't, probably not. No, nope. right? yeah, we don't beat ca-
3: Florida. Another team, same style. Devils, same style. Aggressive on the forecheck.
1: Team speed, speed, young and young and fast. Yeah, like, that's sort that's of death. the death yeah the opposite of this team. What's the Every emphasis we, of the Islanders?
2: We should all change our profile picture to a picture of TJ. John Smith said, "TJ, English user extraordinaire." Wow, <laughs> That's the way I fucked up the intro. Um, and then uh, Nicole, you'll be very disappointed to learn that TJ has now stopped listening to music entirely in his car radio. Uh, so in essence, he listens. He is now he is on- now one
3: hundred percent music
1: free. Let's just say that.
2: Yes, I am music free. Free
1: for you? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like, the need for it. What do you listen to? I don't. That's like, and... that's sociopathic behavior. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen, I listen to music at the gym, but it's no words. They're this just is
3: what music. he does. I'm going to tell you what he does. He'll call me up and he'll start cursing at all the
1: drivers and how they drive. That concern, I mean, you know, that's a very New York thing to do, but it concerns like no music concerns no music. me. No music. As someone who's got an A plus in psychology 101, I feel, uh, qualified to make that diagnosis.
3: <laughs> Usually serial killers do shit like exactly. that. No, exactly. Like, you know, when
1: you're alone in the car, that's like your time to like sing really badly.
2: And for me, it's just time to sit in silence.
3: I was dancing for the warden today, showing us some dance. She was just blown away.
2: Yeah. She's like, she's, like,
3: she's like PJ, somebody from the NFL, the No Fun League. You know? And I mean, you know, I just overwhelmed her with my moves and my grooves.
2: Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. Uh, John Smith wants to know, who leads the team in goals this season? Who do we think is going to lead the team in goals? Is it Bo Horvat, right, we're thinking, or is it Brock?
1: I was going to say Brock, but if we get a full season of, no, if we get a full season of, yeah, Barzi and Bo, who, who knows? Hard to say.
3: It, it has to be Brocknell. It has to be Bo Horvat. If it's not Bo Horvat, that, trade
1: that trade's a bad trade.
2: I'm hoping I'm hoping it's Bo Horvat for our sake, for the team's sake.
1: Yeah. For, for the serious. contract not to age horribly. I'm serious.
3: You brought him in to be a goal scorer. If he doesn't even lead your team, eight years, eight and a half million. That was another thing. Bo Horvat. Love Bo Horvat. Love him. It bothered me that he immediately signed that contract extension. You know what it tells me? He's just about the money. Don't give two shits about winning. Um And And I don't know him. I don't know him. But you go all that way. If
1: if Vancouver would have offered him that deal, he would have signed it in a second. No, you know what? I don't. I don't think it's the money. I think he has what a young. He has two young kids. I don't. I think Long Island's just a great place to raise a family.
3: If if Vancouver would have offered him that deal, he would have stayed there. Yes, absolutely. He wanted to stay in Vancouver. They offered – and I remember the general manager said, you know, we're giving him based on what he's done in the past, not from what he's doing this year. That's what he – he came out and said that in the press. So that's why he knew they were leaving because he expected more than that. Trade him the old man, eight years, eight and a half million dollars. I was stunned at that contract.
1: You know, Um, but this is like what – I will never be mad at a player for taking as much money as they can. I'm not even I I will never. I'm like – like their careers are short as is. They can be cut shorter, like at any given game. So I'm never I, I blame the GMs. I'm just saying that you got that close to free agency
3: and because he's been looking for that contract extension for years in Vancouver. And you get that close to free agency and you're like, nope, I'm I'm just gonna take it's not like he said, Hey, New York is great. He was there two days. And he signed he had no idea if it he was, was gonna like the he, area.
1: Fell in oh, love so with he uh he pissed off the entire Canucks fan base with that interview. Yeah well you know what just keep your
3: mouth shut. Um, Better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're stupid than to open it and remove all doubt. I, I mean, think. I understand certainly liked him a little more after that. Well, I here's what I didn't like when he comes out and he says, Yeah, I didn't play well this year because you know. Uh, my family. No, my he was community. not
2: making excuses, but it was tough to move from Vancouver to, to New York. Remember you know, family, the family
3: situation, I'm like, dude, who are you kidding? Your wife, your mom, her mom, somebody is moving everybody. You're not doing anything. Don't tell me you how mean, difficult it is.
1: No, like when it comes to family, like this isn't like something I'm ever going to be mad at a player for.
2: He's. I, I do. I. I'm sorry. If he's, he was trying to use it like it was in the Andrew Gross interview he had on their on the podcast, and they had said, "Hey, you know I
3: He was making excuse for George, being the half appointed game player. He's always been his clear. He said he wasn't he came to the Islanders.
2: I wouldn't say he was making excuse, but it was tough. He said, "I'm not making excuses," but there were some tough items here moving, and he mentioned it
3: as soon as somebody says, "I'm not making excuses," but guess what? Here comes the <laughs> here comes the
1: excuse train right down the track.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. they definitely what and I, I like feel...
1: You know what? Here's my thing. Alone, if like, if you remove Barzell from the team, do I think the contract is not only an overpayment, but a huge overpayment? Yes. But if we end up like starting the season and we see like that their chemistry makes both of them better players, then is he alone worth the contract? No. Is what he like brings the team together with Barzell at that point worth it? Yes. You know, you can't really like view it in a vacuum. I,
0: I, I was think gonna
3: say, you look at what he's done his entire career, averages, and then he has a career year and a contract year. And we talk about this all the time on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show about other athletes and other sports. Those are red flag contracts.
2: Yes. Could it work out? Sure, it can. Sure. It doesn't yes. have the, I think there's, there's, potential, there's potential for it to be bad contract 101. And so yes,
1: like, I, I completely agree, but I think it's still too early. I'm, on that, I'm holding out hope.
2: <laughs> I still think it's too early. I said I'll, I'll give him this year. I thought at times. You didn't say far,
1: that. You hate Bo Horvat.
3: I'm the one who says I think he's a, I idea. think he
2: won't pan out. I think in order him to, for him to be successful, he's got to be. And the same thing with Matt Barzal. I'm a big Matt Barzal guy. But guess what? Contract's now 9 million a year. You're playing with Bo Horvat. You're playing on the first line. You need to be around at least a point-of-game pace, if not more. I expect the same thing for Bo Horvat. I expect them both to be at a point-of-game pace. That's my expectation for them this season.
3: Okay, you were calling him Bo Dormat on Saturday. Yes,
2: Bum Dormat. I like all the names. The, names.
3: Matt Barzell absolutely gets a pass from me, even if he doesn't produce this year, because guess what? He's playing with a bunch of ham and eggers. He's so much better that you're going to shackle him with Anders Lee again on the first line. How's that going to work out? How many times do we have to see that movie before we realize, man, it still ends shitty. There's no payoff at the end. You got some below average, no skater, no defense guy, totem pole who stands in front of the net. Now when he goes into the corners, he doesn't win any, and I mean any, battles for the puck along the boards. He sucks. He, he, they, should, they should strip him of the captainship,
2: I give
0: do it to
3: Matt Barzell and just say, you know what? Be a team guy. You're a third liner. That's what you are, because that's that's where your skill set is right now as a third liner. And you better bust it skating up and down that ice or you're on the trip, you're
1: on a train to Bridgeport. Lou, the the current islanders organization, even if say hypothetically he's bumped down to the third line, would never remove the C Never. I never
2: th- they they won't but they should it's like That's I right. think he's so unbelievably complacent and I understand it He's towards the tail end of his career. He's done a lot. He has a talking about from what he was when he was drafted. He's accomplished a lot. No. But at this point there's no new mountains he's trying to climb. And I understand that, but for a guy like that you shouldn't have the sea. We're trying to climb mountains of winning
1: a fucking cup. No, no, I agree. And like even uh when he was injured and you just saw what he brought to that locker room, you don't really feel that fire from him anymore. Yeah. He's
2: I think involved. it's I think it's done. I think I think for that portion he was I said when he was originally named captain, I said he embodies what it is to be an Islander. I thought his value was – it was impossible to put a dollar amount on his value. That's how much he meant to the team regarding his his playing style, regarding the way he he acted on and off the ice. And now I'm like, okay, all things change. All things need to progress. He needs to be phased
1: out. Matt Martin got older. Also, like, I don't know, got tamed like didn't fight as much. You don't. You didn't really see that physicality we were used to so long from the identity line. You know, as as you get older, you get more settled. It's right. It's I. W- I don't. I don't even think like it's a like a um like a health thing. I don't think it has anything. It's human to do with nature. It, I think exactly. Unless you're a veteran, <laughs> which is still a yeah, you'll run people over. Okay, the all-time
3: greats in every sport. Are the ones that know that's how you tell an all time great when they get to a certain age, they still have that fire more than anybody else? Messi, right
1: now, I mean, you see what he's doing in Miami, and it's like, wow,
2: moment of silence. Why? He's playing in the
1: Open a can of worms.
2: No, we're we're Christian, though, guys. Really, yes, I
1: I don't know. I think, like, right now, that trend of like going to Saudi for money. Kind of he created.
2: Role. It's the guy. The guy forges everything. The guy is. Oh my he's God, the I'm sorry, but he's Neymar amazing.
1: also like. I mean, really, like, where do you wanna like end your career?
2: Saudi League's gonna be a top five league in the entire world within a ten year time. It'll
1: period. be okay within. No, but like, if you're, can you imagine the KHL coming out right now and like saying, McKinnon, we'll offer you half a billion dollars if you come over here. Like it's insane to me. Like I cannot wrap my mind around that. The
2: NHL would be like, holy shit, we're losing all of our top tier players, and that's what Europe's about to start noticing too. Where it's like,
3: that's what happened. That's what happened years and years ago in the, the WHL. When the yeah. WHL came, they were signing older players to big contracts, way more than they were giving to the NHL. And it got so bad. You know what now was the WHL as good as the NHL? It was not. But you want to know what they had? They had Gordy Howe. They had uh, you know, Bobby Hull, they had Jerry Cheevers, they had so many guys who were leaving the NHL that they had to merge. That's what happens. And I- I'm not joining uh you mentioned about the Saudi league. I know we can talk about this tomorrow, but here's the thing within three years, that's gonna be a top five league in the world. Three years. Because even
0: three.
1: I said 10 I mean, out of three. Because of that, the MLS is actually looking up because they can offer creative contracts like when Messi has that European leagues aren't able to offer.
2: I think it, hurt. many- it hurts the MLS a lot. You're what the league's doing, I think it hurts them a lot. It's because-
3: Here is the thing. Messi went there. Would you rather go to the Sand League or to the Burger League? I mean, that's what it is.
1: You I get mean, Messi to- is a Spanish speaker living in Miami, living the life. So, I mean, good for him.
2: I think it hurts. I think it hurts them because anybody because who it, was it towards a the tail them. end, anybody who was towards a tail end that was considering going to the MLS says, "I can roll the dice and make." Because that's what the MLS was. It was a retirement league. You can say if I really want to, I have an option available at the Saudi League. I'm going to make more money, which is the ideal portion of it. I think it's going to hurt them a lot.
1: I mean, Nobody not necessarily. If you're, I mean, you're not. If we're not talking at this point, messy caliber, right? But like, if you ask for a similar sort of like revenue sharing contract, it he's can the work only out. guy who's going to get that. I mean, he you don't can... know, like no. even like say, my like from my jerseys, like I want a direct cut. I mean, you, you don't know they, the they, only, do. they, do. the they don't they don't have that money Dude, like Our what he's doing is why well, i think they offered like half a million for each positive like post neymar like post-Naymar. oh yeah they, they, they no, were offered no, them that's straight. insane i mean you're it's just insane. talking about like unrealistic sums but i think like it's still looking up i mean there's not going to be an equivalent in hockey just because it's not like as no. global but it's no. no. interesting hypothetically
2: yeah the Messi,
1: Grampierre. Okay, here's the thing. The
3: MLS sucks. The MLS is unwatchable, honestly. It's unwatchable. Is it? Is it? Is it the Barcelona Alumni Association that plays in Miami now? Okay, they beat up on the MLS. It just tells you how terrible the MLS is. Because because all, those
0: guys- in
1: Europe, the best athletes go into so- soccer football, right? But in America, the best athletes go into what? Football. Uh basketball, 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 baseball, even hockey, yes. which is like there's also like accessibility issues, but our best athletes just don't go in soccer. That's why we don't win anything in soccer.
0: Yep.
2: Well, we're, we're starting to see things change over, but yeah. I no,
1: think like not. the younger generation is definitely sort of no way. Never gonna yeah, why not? give I it a to
0: that, listen,
3: listen to me, listen to me. Both of you are too young to understand. They said the same thing when Pele came here, and we're uh uh, the North American soccer league was the biggest thing in those summers between 76 and 80. I mean, they were selling out stadiums all across the country and then all those old players. No, but with paid social out. media
1: and streaming. I think things are truly changing.
2: They are. The team is better now than what. Okay. Florian. Oh, that, that, we're not going to, we're going down a rabbit hole. talking. We could do that forever. Uh, Nick. He said, TJ, do you think that oh, I'm sorry. Since you think that Horvat's a doormat, I'll make you a bet. If he scores over thirty goals, you need to buy Grumpy a Horvat jersey, and if he doesn't, I'll buy you a jersey of your choice. There you go. How about thirty-five? Thirty-five, you got a deal. Wait, he's playing with Matt Barzal. Come on now, thirty-five goals. This should be an easy. It should be. A, if he scores more than thirty-five goals, I'll buy Grumpy a jersey.
1: You know, I'm interested to see if like Barzal ends up taking on that like role he usually does as playmaker, or maybe. Horvath sort of moves more into that role and we see Barzell sort of feel freer in shooting.
2: I would love to see that. I mean, that's that's the best case scenario. Matt Barzol has a great shot, too. A great just- shot. So,
1: he, it annoys me, and we, I see this almost every game. He'll just go around and around, like, the outside of the ice, and I'm like, oh my god, just go in there. You have the skating ability to just go in there and, like, get closer than that and shoot. No, it's like, he has a mental shoot. freeze. But he does that because everyone just stands still.
3: They just stand still. They he they need. That's what I mean. They need players who can blend with what he
1: does. Johnny Gaudreau would have been perfect for this team two years ago. Okay, perfect. well he didn't even want the devil, so I, I don't think we can really blame. Luka. Well, I know he
3: was never coming here. Lamarillo says, "Oh, we bid them up." Line piece of crap. No, it's true.
1: You know that that's one thing I can confirm from my source. We had one of the best deals on the table,
3: but not the best.
1: He only, oh, uh, 11. He turned out what, 11. Now, you go back to but We had the best, um, the best money and the best term. Oh, wow. He just sports.
2: wasn't interested. He just wasn't interested. Uh, yeah, he
1: just said, no, we had the best. And uh, Ottawa preferred us because we would have had a better trade. No, <laughs> I don't only think that's only- to George,
2: go
3: to who could we pop. I mean, so what Wallstrom. Wallstrom had to be gone. I can
1: tell you he was there, but I can tell you that money wise, term wise, and deal-wise, the senators preferred to deal with us.
2: So we were saying goodbye to Wallstrom. We were saying goodbye to a probably maybe first, at least round, first round and yeah. plus plus maybe who the hell knows what else? Maybe Paul Duke. It's it would have been, I mean, been that's why I'm
1: thinking if anything, it would have maybe two first round picks.
2: It would have it would have it would have been a vomit inducing trade is what it would have been, and it would have so been we'll like, wait, oh, great. So
3: we'll just wait to the end of February to bomb it on the next trade we
2: <laughs> Now, this is one uh, Drew said here. He sent us some predictions as to where he thinks the team's going to finish. It's like a Puck Empire apparently said, hey, they think they're going to finish 23rd with no playoffs. Keep your receipts, everyone. Yeah. Now, I, I'll say this. I, I think I'm probably leaning toward – now, the rumor is Washington is trying to get another top six forward before the season starts. A lot of teams around us are adding pieces, trying to be better during the offseason, and we just said, let's run back that same team that lost in six to Carolina. I'm worried a bit. As teams continue to make improvements and we do nothing, I get a little bit more worried each day.
1: Like If it's not broke, don't fix it. But if it's broke, conversely, you have to fix it. And what since 2021, there hasn't been really any fixing. See, that's good. Here's the thing. You know what? It's
3: the Islanders are like a car. And Lou Lamarolo's driving the car and they see that engine light come on every day. And it's like, just keep driving it. Just keep driving it. It's okay. You know what? The light eventually goes off after I drive it for 45 minutes. It goes off.
1: And one day it just seizes up on the side of the road. My worry now is okay. We keep pushing sort of like like the pattern has been for another what three, four seasons, and then they decide to rebuild. And we have nothing, nothing. to work with at that point. Nothing.
2: It's going to be a seven plus year rebuild. I, I know. know.
1: And uh, uh, like, honestly, like, as much as you want to see the team try for the cup, are you not just like at a point as a fan thing, let's get it over with?
2: I want to be 40 plus years old by the time they have a chance. Grumpy. Who kn- I'll grumpy, grumpy. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who knows what Grumpy will be at that time period? Yeah, <laughs> grumpy will be glued to the chair doing shows 24 7 at that point by the rate that we're going. Um, I'll work them to death. Goon, Goon says here, Nicole, TJ and Grumpy, what should the NHL ban first, fighting or
1: biting? Uh, you know what? This is actually like, I know it's, it's a joke, but the Q just banned fighting. Yep. And I, I think it's going to have very real repercussions, not only on like the prospects, but on then pro hockey. If you sort of, I mean, because if you don't teach sort of younger players to fight, and because like, honestly, you're talking about some of the juniors players coming up, their role is going to be in the bottom six as sort of stay-at-home physical players. So if they're not – and, yeah, technically fighting isn't legal, but if they're not sort of educated on how to deal with dropping the gloves when it comes to that, I think it's just going to be worse off for everyone. I think it's the wussification
3: of the NHL.
2: Now, I do agree with you. We talked about that um, on our, on the TGN and Grumpley Man on Thursday – last Thursday – and they're banning fighting in the queue. It's only going to be a matter of time before it makes it to the entire CHL across all juniors. And then it's now making its way to the NHL. It'll be a lost art. People don't do it. And then at that point, because there's so few fights, it's like it's gonna be like that barbaric that they can punch other people and beat. Them. It's yeah, it's gonna be a long time period. I feel like this, this you'll transition lose, will happen you'll
3: lose fa- you will lose fans.
2: Okay. It's
3: it, it I the don't NHL sure. the NHL should not be the ice capades, it shouldn't.
2: I think that it's it definitely has. I agree with Nicole. It's got real world. You turned it
3: into women's hockey. No body checking either, right? You're not allowed to body. Check I think the
2: here's the thing. Hockey. I think I just like I think with with NFL, they're going to make their the physicality on all sports continues to fade over time because you see the health ramifications it has. I think the NHL will eventually one day think about it anytime you lay a big body check an immediate fight breaks out it's only a matter of time before you don't lay any body checks where the nfl you're going to start to see that there's less and less contact it's all sports contact is you know, this so clear.
1: here this is like a great area for me so a study came out about enforcers um and it was studying like what their lives were like post um post-retirement forcing baby yeah but so basically a lot of them like died from drugs or suicide or like i like double the rate compared to non-enforcer peers mm. so it has cte has like very real repercussions as well but like how do you there needs to be sort of a middle ground for the league where you don't sort of lose that like great aspect of hockey while at the same time sort of making it safer for everyone
2: I think I, I think it's going to be slowly. It's going to happen over that time frame, and I think that it's just it's just the way that that's going to go. And it's it's going to be looked at. I've always compared it to the Gladiator games. We look at it now and say, "Wow, what a burp! Barb- I cannot believe they killed people for entertainment and they fought lions and bears and fought each other." It's going to be looked at the same. Time. Man, they used to beat the hell out of each other and punch each other and and collide with each other when all they were trying to do was put a puck in the net. Why did they allow them to do that?
3: I have a I have a hot take here, and it's oh, it's one of those. It's one of these TJ hot takes. There are... This is what's going to happen eventually. I can't tell you exactly when. Absolutely going to happen. There's going to be some other civilization from another planet who's looking at us and they're seeing how we're just weaning up the whole society, knowing, oh, Oh, let's turn everybody all happy. They're going to come down here. They're going to kick our asses in about 15 minutes, take over the planet. And that'll be the end of humanity. They could do
2: that now. I'm not liking our chances. Um, <laughs> so <unless laughs> the peaceful people that visit us, I'm not liking our chances. No. Um, but yes, I oh, believe. look, look at fighting. the
0: little look
3: at the little guy. Look at the little alien. Hi, come here. Oh, you're not allowed to hit me. That offends me. Okay, whatever you
1: say. That's Grumpy, the way it you works. Be,
2: you'd be dead before that happens. Grumpy, so <laughs> I will be. That. probably.
1: Like I say, it's coming though. Um, you know, even you look at like the KHL, at the Liga, the SHL. It's like fighting isn't like banned but it's not like as much of a part of hockey culture there. Mm. So you see those players coming over and they're not the players known for fighting. So you'll see that. I think probably the same thing starts to happen with players from the queue of maybe eventually the CHL.
3: I don't want to see the NHL turn into an all-star game where no one plays defense. No one touches anyone. Everyone just skates around and shoots the puck on empty nets. I don't want to see that.
1: You know, the NHL, the NHL needs to find sort of their like Goldilocks zone. But uh, they they need to learn they can go sort of too far out of bounds with that.
2: Um, My Little Brownie said, Reminder TJ, it's not Twitter. It's now called X. Okay, apparently I have not paid enough attention. I did notice that it changed to X. Um, uh, Frank K said, Hey, Nicky. But uh, why is Lou allowed anywhere near this organization since he set the team back seven to ten years? Lastly, Malkin is a joke. For allowing this egomaniac to come back, forty years of ineptitude.
3: Yeah, Moses. Moses had a better chance of winning the Islanders
0: too.
1: So so Lou still has this reputation from twenty years ago that somehow has more weight than his actions right now. And you have like this is the same reason Barkov is still called an underrated player, and he's not underrated. Just sort of something that sticks with you. But I I, I agree. I think I want to see the ownership actually, you know, take a stand and say. You know, like we have this beautiful new arena. We have fans who are excited to see the team go somewhere, but we can't. Um, we can't be content with mediocrity.
2: Yep. And again, sometimes you got to take a step back to take two steps forward. Rick Ramos says, "Holy hell, these prospects stink.
1: The future is not bright." <laughs> see, I, this isn't true. They don't stink. I, they're going to be like at least some of them very decent NHLers. They're just not stars. And when you're talking about rebuilding, that's an issue. Having decent NHLers, if you're like, uh, f- like content in your uh, cup window is fine. If you have like a slow turnaround and they're slowly making their way up the ranks and they'll fill in holes in the uh, NHL roster, it's okay. If you're planning to rebuild in three, four, or five years, it's not okay. <laughs> Philadelphia
3: has decent NHLers. San Jose has decent NHLers. They've got Anaheim. Anaheim's got some talent, but they have mostly decent NHLs. You know what those teams are? At the bottom of the barrel. Chicago decent players.
2: I, I'd say I'd be more happy if we were a team like Anaheim, yep. than Where we currently are. At least with Anaheim, I'm like, I've got reasons where I could be optimistic. I see guys yes. I, I see the talent and the young players that are coming through, and I could see what can come through. Google says, Nicole, am I crazy or does TJ's mustache scream
1: nice drum? does it does, it does It does, it
3: does. It does. It
2: it does. Well, much appreciated there um,
1: Your hairline
3: is like Bobby Nystrom too
2: <laughs> He's got a robust bit of hair, I'm sure Grumpy
3: Well, he's bald now, Shaves it. he shaves it But that's it's why snow. his hair, he had the longer blonde yeah. hair And it absolutely looked like that
2: Drew Hell says, Nicole, has anyone been added to your fan club since the last time?
1: We have the Autorata fan club um, Which has since um, this Finish band been
2: so, <laughs> oh, it's disbanded. So there's no, there's no new fan club. There's, the no,
1: there's no fan club. We just um, sometimes we get together to cry. You know.
2: <laughs> Goon Goon says here, Dennis Goodbog is another in a long line of badass Islander player names: Cal Clutterbuck, Miroslav Satan, Oleg Kavasha, Zdeno Chara, etc. Can you think of any other candidates?
3: Yes, we can. Next comment. <laughs>
2: john says here none of these defensive prospects will even sniff nhl for four to five years there might be one spot available by then that's another thing to think of too so many of these defensemen that we have signed are all signed to five plus years down the road too
3: oh yeah no you know pellick pulak mayfield that's yes.
1: roman they're either gonna be moved for way too expensive of a price or their bodies are gonna give up at that point they're not lasting. i'm sorry
2: no, Tony Chi. She's not been drinking Lou lemonade. She does not seem like she's pro Lou lemonade. Luminade. I mispronounced. Good, uh, good. Uh, TJ, uh, uh, Nicole. TJ almost fainted when the Islanders plucked Rom- Romanov. And I recalled at the time you saying that you weren't that opposed to maneuver. What are your thoughts concerning the Ro- the Russian eruption now? Though,
1: sure. I mean, so like now, looking back uh, in retrospect, would I have given up? A first-round pick? No. Do I think he's hurting us? No. I think I I want to see him make less um, mistakes and liabilities, but if he sort of becomes more disciplined and still manages to keep up that physicality, he can be an asset. I, I don't think he hurt the team, especially like towards the end of the regular season. I think he got a lot better. He is like a dog who
3: sees a squirrel yes you're supposed to stay stay fido he goes chasing it gets pulled out of position and he did get better at the end of the year but you know what that bar was so low it's not like he was great at the end of the year either
2: you could see there's things that i like about him but there's a lot that i'm like come on i, I want to start the, the the lack of positional awareness and his ability just to be drawn i can't tell you how many times where it's like oh there's a 2 on opportunity or he's a Fantastic save by Sorokin. I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's Romanoff, and he's going three on one, and they make the pass here, and it's a wide open opportunity. I'm like,
3: look at Dobson. Look at Dobson back there by himself. He didn't make the play. It's Dobson's fault. Well, where the hell's Romanoff? Oh, he's up eyes running some guy along the boards.
2: <laughs> it's like he's playing no. like he's playing an NHL video game, wanting the ladies huge hits. I'm like, come on, man. David Sean McDonald says, our window is more like a doggy door. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Good <laughs> gosh. Um, it's uh we got here a comment. Um, Lou Ron lump of jelly. Can't wait to take more. Or can't wait to take more picks and prospects. I'd like or trade more picks and prospects. I like the name. Um, Nicole looks like she knows how 401ks work. Anthony Rizzi says, now, onto something more important. TJ, are we doing a fantasy football league again? Yes, we are. We will do definitely a fantasy football league this year. We'll make sure. I'll, I'll make sure. Yes, it's coming up soon. Shit, yes. I'll make sure. I'll, I'll make it public as to which one we're doing. I'll get all the emails. We'll do a fantasy football this year. Grumpy says Grumpy.
3: Is the answer to this question?
2: Why don't you read the question, then, Grumpy?
3: Grumpy, who you predict will provide more entertainment when all is said and done? Jacob Skarak, well, there's none from him. Or Jakob <laughs> Smirnov, it'll be Smirnov.
1: Yaakov is my grandpa's name.
2: There you go. Uh, John says here when you call the surrounding neighborhood of Bridgeport an absolute dump, Lou is definitely punishing him. No, that
1: was taken out. So he said it was a den, which, like, I think translated, it was in either Swedish or Finnish. It just means that like it's boring. Which I get. Like you're a young player, you want to go out and like go to the clubs and go party. And I, yeah, I mean, I think it was just taken out of context.
2: Like a lamb, Grumpy says, Mr. Magic is what the warden calls Grumpy. That's oh right. my god. Ugh, please no. Um, John Smith said, Can't bring up Maggio if the roster is chock full of fourth liners. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh Mr. Magic is cocky. Lou will banish him for that type of creativity, says Rick Roma. And uh Matthew S said, at least regarding the uh the shootout goal, oh my freaking god, ridiculous mitts. Um don't say anything. Oh gosh. Uh, D cut says, Nicole, don't say anything bad about the island of prospects. It will hurt Michael M's feelings. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. No, 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 no. Um let's see here. Uh okay. Ishikov's biggest flaw is that he wasn't drafted by that he was drafted by Snow. That was his biggest flaw. Oh man. Was he technically drafted by Snow or was that the draft he class where Lou was there? He for was like
1: 2020, right? Man, Wait, he was, he was 20- the
2: same one as Bodie Wilde. Was that which one was that?
1: Was it ninety? Wait, wait, wait. He was drafted. That that it was Lamarillo
2: who drafted him. Was it it was 2018. 2018 draft. That was before Lamarillo, right?
3: Well, no, twenty eighteen was the Dobbs. Okay, so he yeah, that was Dobson, Wallstrom, Michikov. Yeah, guys who can actually play. But we're not gonna give him any shot. Sorry. Um,
2: okay here. Uh, what's up, Helen Yeller? Everybody's saying hello here in Nicole, saying hello, hello. How are you doing? We'll just skip over that. Um, I bet Wander Franco would love to be in the minor league. Oh team. my god! Uh, if they would, if they were a bunch yeah. of <laughs> this, Drew there. Yeah, how crazy! I'm sure we'll that?
3: talk more about Wander Franco tomorrow night.
2: <laughs> good, yeah. Good thing he was on the fantasy team. I don't I, you I know. You know, the
3: funny much... thing is, he's only 22. <laughs> he's still a kid himself
2: my god an idiot um yeah uh mario says here so lou has enhanced the culture of the islanders i was wrong in believing he didn't change the culture at all
1: no i mean there was a huge culture change i just think um eventually became too stringent
2: yeah he's you know it it helped, but it's like it's time to move on now that we're no longer laughing stock it's time to take momentum and move into the current style of nhl was
1: like the a good GM for that transition and he yep. helped the Islanders be respected again. Yep. Now you need new blood that has sort of like a direction for the future.
2: I use head coaches like Gerard Gallant. He always does a great job from bringing you from a, a poor point to where you're a real team that can compete in the in the postseason. You make the postseason every year, you're a your competitive team, but you need somebody else to get you past the, the, Gerard, the Gerard Gallant point to win you that cup. He's never going to win you the cup. I mean, it's close, but yeah. And now the one thing I wonder about, I'm like, there should be no reason why players and like we've heard every excuse under the book oh they don't want to come for this reason or that reason used to be the stadium used to be the facilities oh well we were playing in barclays and we were playing here and we're playing in two different home ices that's why nobody wants to come here nobody wants to come here because their team's laughing stock nobody wants to come here because their owners are cheap and we heard every excuse in the book there is literally no excuse that i can think of right now besides Antiquated Lou Lamarillo does not excite players.
1: Simple no, I can. mean it's this is what players think, straight from someone who personally knows us. A-
2: grumpy. Now we're able to run with what? that narrative even more. We've got solid proof, grumpy. It's it's a done deal. Here's it's the a thing. done deal.
3: I've been saying it for how long?
2: But now we've. Got I had
3: no proof, stuff. but I knew. You know, it doesn't take a freaking genius, like I said. No, a and now a you genius have proof, so. out.
2: Hey, Let's read this one.
3: Simon says, squeal like a pig. We, we, we are... Uh, Ned Beatty.
2: <laughs> Nick, D Nick D says,
3: D says, Nicole, I have to disagree with you about Lou. Lou has to be terminated. I don't now think she's needs he to that. completely wash their hands from Lou Lamourelle. He's 81 in
1: October. Oh, enough is I enough.
2: think Nicole wants Lou gone. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I, I do. Think- I do want Lou gone. Everyone I said, back, gone. I could see him becoming uh, president, but like... Best case scenarios. Bye bye. The only
3: one, the only one who doesn't want him gone is Fredo Lamarillo because he's never had a job from, since he was a freaking paperboy that his daddy didn't get for him. He didn't even. He wasn't smart enough to go to college. It's because daddy was at Providence that he slithered Fredo in there. No, he he's probably
2: totally he, really smart.
3: He comes out of college and he's all of a sudden a head scout. For the New Jersey. He was a shitty hockey player. He's a shitty everything. He's Fredo, the weak ass member of the Lamarillo family.
2: Do you want to take a guess how many games Fredo played in uh, college hockey? It what wasn't was, a lot. He played on property for four years. years. No, I thought it was less than that. Hold you on. I
3: was 29. I think it was 29, 17, something like that.
1: Oh, we got a cameo.
3: Like, that oh cat's
1: God.
0: really
3: man. She's got some white hair. God,
2: okay. Looks like the she had a wow, grumpy. Holy shit! It's scary how you almost remembered how long he played. He wound up playing a total in four years of twenty three games, and he oh, had okay, twenty nine. He did get one assist at his entire college career. So that's pretty good.
0: Yeah.
2: That's pretty good, there, Grumpy. Um, and bring in Johnny Boy Chuck. Look at that cat there, Grumpy. Bigger than your little
3: kitty cats. Your boy, your your kitty cats are still kittens, though.
2: They are. They are. Um, oh shoot, uh, That cat looks
3: cat. like that cat looks like uh,
2: evil. Evil a little.
1: No, though. he, he was, was a little. Evil. He was a stray baby, and we took him in. I
2: yeah. thought with the ears, it makes him look kind of evil. With his eyes, he looks like, like an Oreo. Oh. You know, it's
1: black, black, white. So we named him Oreo.
2: <laughs> Drew says, cool. "I don't trust our owners. If Lou were to
3: become the president, to have the balls to tell Lou to sit up there and shut up." Ledecky looks like he belongs with his tech need. Probably tech nerds.
2: Tech nerds. Love autocorrect there. Um, And uh, tap, tap, tap McFly, says Brett W. That's right, McFly. Um, John A. said, somehow Bleacher Report ranked Bailey the fifth amongst the top 10 best free agents still available. The
1: rest probably just really sucked. (laughs) Oh, I was about
2: to say, yes. the, The fall off must have been steep as if um, I already didn't take their hockey coverage seriously.
3: Actually, it was fifth amongst Bailey members in his house. He was the fifth highest. uh, I mean, his wife was first. All of his kids were second, third, and fourth, and he was bringing up the rear.
2: Um, David D says here, this year's trade deadline, Lou will trade our first rounder for an ex-Devil and Ducks player that played and was a captain. Um, Oh, Adam Henrique, huh? Oh, God. Th- that
1: just, you I know, mean, like, that
3: just, tell me that. I, I like... can see that happening, which, um, yes, it's that's, concerning. That's, it feels like a Lamarilla move.
2: Google says, Nicole, are your thoughts about, what are your thoughts about Phil Sachs? Is he a poet, a prophet, or simply a, a schmeel? Sh- whatever that a is? A
1: schmeal.
3: What's
2: a schmeal? Sh- sh-
1: is that supposed shlemiel. to be a It feels like it is. What the
2: hell is a schmeal? Schmeal.
1: That's what Phil Let's Clarify. Is. I, it feels like Yiddish. I don't know if it's Yiddish. Shmi. It's <laughs> like a,
3: like a, like a, you know, like a, I, I can't, like a
1: schlep. A shemir, uh, okay. Slap. You know. Yeah. Got it. Got it. A
2: <laughs> stupid, awkward or unlucky person.
1: <laughs> oh, this is, it's an actual, is it Yiddish? Is it Yiddish?
2: Um, I don't know. I just, no, say, it's, yeah, yeah it's, Yiddish. It is. Shemir, okay.
3: okay. Don't quiz TJ on words. I mean, it could be here all night. <laughs>
2: So what what are your opinions on Phil's fans? He, he's a
3: Schlemiel. Given those three, he's absolutely a Schlemiel. I know. Um,
1: like, the difference of opinion he has towards Sorokin and, like, Chesterkin is just insane to me. Yes,
2: I, he hates Sorokin. Right?
1: So I know. He, like, he has – Sorokin was better this season. I mean, like, plainly. Way yeah. better. And still, you're like, oh, like, the way he, he treats the two goalies, it's – I don't know. It's insane to me. I know I'm like a Sorokin defender, but I think he has, he was clearly the best goalie in the league. If you like even out the teams they played behind, and like Ulmer did not deserve that's not the, that's a whole other episode right there. Yeah. But I mean, Sorokin was plainly the best goalie in the league if you talk about individual performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So
1: just because of that. For MVP,
3: for MVP of a team, it was Sorokin. Without Sorokin, no, exactly. Sorokin, exactly. That's what like.
1: We- so what are we 10 points if you don't talk advanced right? stats, if you right, like wins, team stat, even save percentage to a point as a team stat. So how do you give Olmark the best enough based on? Well, his yeah. numbers were great, but here's because a- of the team he played behind. But if you go into like analytics, yeah, but you so up, analytics. The third analytics. best, no, the second best no. goal save above expected since 2008, and that no. was just.
3: No, we don't. We don't need to look at analytics. All you have to do is watch games.
1: It, I mean, it's his, true, his, but like it's a good the eye test is debatable. Analytics, at least you have something on paper. No, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. The eye test is the only thing that works. I don't need analytics. I could see if a guy's good or not. I don't need, oh, he had this many. I could care I less about cool. that. Will, it, will, it, the
1: sweet spot perfect. is a mixture of both. Yeah, I don't mind having both.
3: Absolutely not. The eyeball is the okay, eyeball so. is all <laughs> I need. Eyeball. eyeball. Oh, they are
1: open better than chisterkin, just eyeball. They have an yes, extremely Sorokin, Sorokin similar
3: game. Better. Sorokin was better last year than Sisterkin. How? How? He just was. He just, just was. He just
0: You be like he that sometimes.
3: He just
1: was. But if you go to the advanced stats, I, I don't, I don't need
3: that. Here's the thing. You could back when, up that he was. When Sorokin came up with so many big saves and big moments, where Sisterkin was not as good last year, here's where Sisterkin struggled last year. He Wasn't as great as he was the year before. He was still damn good last year, but he wasn't the same. If you looked at him, he was not the same. Sorokin was sensational last year. Without him, we don't even sniff no, the exactly. Playoffs.
1: He was the single difference maker between us being probably going for Bedard being Washington in the playoffs, right? With us being Washington, honestly, Washington, no, yeah, and where we were. That's my worst. So I think the Washington organization and the Capitals fans are content never trying for a cup again as long as Ovechkin is with them going for the record.
2: You know, I could see that 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 kind of, as if, if I was a Washington fan, I'd be like, I don't think we have a chance to win a cup, but at least he can do this and I got to witness it. No, I could see that's what I've
1: seen life. from a lot of Washington fans. And, and you know what? Good for them. If they're happy with that, good for them. Washington will be Washington will be better next year than they were this year. I do agree with that. Tom Wilson. Contract doesn't make sense. to me. I'm, I'm talking about on the
3: ice. I'm talking.
1: About no, ice. I know. But still, I think they're
2: trying to win a cup for the right now. They're trying to put the best pieces around a Ovechkin they can right now. I think the contract. It were, the contract reminded me almost a spitting image of the Anders Lee contract. Almost a spitting image. Same around the same terms. Yeah, but Anders Lee, the,
1: the team at that point, the Islanders team had a better team chance of winning the cup than this Washington. They years. never.
3: the Islanders never had a shot of winning a
2: cup. I they had a better
1: chance there. when that contract was handed out compared to. The Washington team, as it stands right now,
2: when that when that Anders League contract was handed out, we were bad. I think we were we were coming off that was was that the first off season of Lou or the first full off season or was it a part because that was the same year Panarin was signed.
3: We lost. We lost. Um, we lost Tavares in the first year. And then yeah, the so we were year, miserable.
2: We were miserable. That was when he took over. So we were at a time period. Our team was bad. We just lost the bars. We thought we were going to go through a rebuild under brand new management. We had
3: our best year under Lamarillo and Trotz was the first year.
2: Most points. Yeah. I was about to say craziest. <laughs> no, you see, that
1: the contract was handed out when like the team had some like direction. They, they I thought they would get better, but right now the capital's handed out that contract being content and not trying for the cup because I don't think right now they're even going to come remotely. close. I think none
2: of the teams are cup contenders, but I think they still, th- and I, and like we grumpy and I've talked about this. We think that both Washington and Pittsburgh and us to a little bit of the same extent are in similar boats. We all have no chance of winning the cup. Our ownership and general manager are foolish enough to believe that we do. Now, Washington and Pittsburgh both in the past have won cups and they both have guys who are generational talents, Crosby, Malkin, Latang uh, Ovechkin, Carlson, you know, Backstrom, etc., who are, you know, probably hall of fame caliber players that think they can win one more cup and they're just deluded. So they just are on the wrong thought process, but they, they want to give that, that legendary player one last chance. And And I know it's going to be a full rebuild.
3: I can understand why Pittsburgh and Washington would do that because when you've had, when you've won Stanley cups and you have generational players You want to keep them as long as you can, and you don't want to go into rebuild unless you're moving them as part of your rebuild. You don't want to go into that rebuild,
1: which is what Chicago did, and I mean separate from the whole scandal. Yeah, yeah.
2: We we talked. We I said last year that I said if Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is smart, they should have gone ahead and moved. (laughs) moved Malkin away or not sign, when he was a free agent not signed him back where well, they should have moved him away at the deadline. The Pittsburgh should have been trying to phase out some of these players but they're like yeah. and again I understand why they're not they're not going to trade away legendary guys like Malkin Ovech or Malkin Crosby just like Washington will never trade away Ovech. No again, team
3: does. No team ever does. I, I
2: understand why they don't because it's like it's the legacy standpoint like we would never trade away Bossy. We would never trade away Nystrom. We would never trade away Trottier. Guys like that We never would do
1: that. Yeah, I think there are there are fans who go to Pittsburgh games just to see Crosby, even now? Yep, yeah. Same with a Vetchkin. It makes them money and makes fans happy.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Mikey D says here, such a smart idea about getting a young general assistant general manager and then promoting them. I counted about 10 teams whose general managers were promoted with that route, two right in our division with the Devils and the Rangers.
3: Yeah. And they and won't, though. They won't. Islanders won't do that. Which is a it mistake. Bothers.
1: And it bothered. Like, how many years concerned
3: fans? TJ, how many years have I been saying they should have been starting to transition to a new assistant GM? How many years ago? Three, four?
2: We've been talking about this for at least two plus years, three, maybe three years. Yeah. We've been talking about it. All it would do was benefit. What's right. what's the harm in bringing in a young general manager to learn another the road? What is Luke going to be a general manager until he's 85, 90 years old? Leo. I mean, like, he's, he's, oh, no worries. He's the oldest general manager. In the history of the NHL. And, and the, the craziest thing was, Before I think it's maybe the history of sports. I know it's definitely the NHL. And the crazy thing was his prior contract under the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, he was the second or he was like a top five oldest. So the, he was old as hell with Toronto. And he's even older here now. He's the oldest in the history of the NHL. And I don't think that's a record that's going to be broken anytime soon. It's a
3: young man's game. Yes. It's not like the olden days where everything was, hey, you know, We're going to call you up on the telephone, smoke-filled rooms, we get a trade done. It's not the way it's done anymore. We play
2: poker and we have it a good old boys club. Maybe it's still a good old and boys club. But the yes. old
3: man has never been able to handle the salary cap. It was his downfall. And here's the thing, I don't blame him for that because he cut his teeth in a whole different era. So he doesn't he doesn't get ripped for it. But you know what? At some point in time, you can't be so proud where you, can't, where you just say, you know what? I can't handle this. I need somebody who's Really freaking smart. Before I make a deal, we need a capologist in here. Not somebody just, well, let's just spread it out over a 10-year contract extension for a Pierre Engvall or a a Scott Mayfield.
1: I think that's on the owners right now to step up, and they just won't. I I think they're scared. I think they're scared.
2: I think that the Property Brothers, we joke around about that this year. I think that they're just in it to sell the team at one point. They have no long-term interest. They want to get as much bang for the buck, make it look somewhat profitable, sell this team off as soon as they can. And you know what, if that's what it takes in order to get a legitimate owner, that's fine. I think Ledecky is like, I I compare him to Goofy at at Disney World. He's like a character. You go out there, hey, and he signs and he's got an ear to ear smile on his face. Ha ha, the Islanders are great all the time. He's all happy there at Disney World.
1: He's like the cartoon politician, like the mayor, small town mayor.
2: And then you start waiting on hour long waits for all the lines at Disney where you're like, holy shit. Not anymore.
1: It's like 21
3: minutes to wait for any ride at Disney now.
2: Okay, but you know how you no
3: one goes is. anymore. That's what happens when you put well, out. It's a be just like the product,
2: Islanders, Grumpy. It's going to be just like right. the Islanders
3: when you put out a flawed product. No one goes, and if people really want, seriously, if people ever want this organization to change and get better,
1: they need to stop going to games. Oh, and you know they- what? This is it. who can guess my favorite Islander. It's not going to be. It's going to be towards the early part of that era.
2: So the, the comment there says Nicole who's your favorite Islander from 06 to 09 era TJ and grumpy you can answer to you well thank you for allowing us <laughs> now we won't be reading every comment we're trying to really select comments because we won't we're trying not to go three hours on every show um, particularly with a guest yes exactly exactly that's exactly true now favorite player from 06 I want to guess you're a Rob shrimp type of guy Maybe you're a- of Robbie shrimp was he playing back in 06 me? No, Nicole, I'm guessing Nicole's favorite player. Uh, no,
1: wrong, wrong. What given what you know about me, my background.
2: Oh, oh, it, it, oh, maybe? Or is it got to be um oh shit. Who the hell was the guy who looks like the Who Packers?
1: played for us in 06? Come on. What 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 did you say, Nicole? I'm sorry. Oh, who so- played for the Islanders in 06? I I mean, I was going to think it was
2: got gonna- stuff out. <laughs>
1: You No, you, you probably blocked it out like traumatically, but I was a child and I liked seeing your background on the ice.
2: Not in the off, was it? No. I, I'm not even going to guess. This was I'm like gonna...
1: his last year with the Islanders.
2: Last that year? Yashin. Give, give us give us. Oh, a Alexi Yashin. Yashin, okay. Yashin. okay.
1: Gotcha. That oh, makes biggest cross on him as a kid. Well, for those, I mean, uh, Nicole, You're Nicole not
2: there, right? Yashin's got
1: the
2: thing.
3: Now, Nicole is of Russian heritage. For those who don't know, so that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Uh-huh. It does.
2: Sure, I, Yashin is a hell of a player too, even towards the tail end. I don't, I don't think I had a favorite player as a kid growing up. Did I, Grump?
3: John Tavares was your favorite player.
2: Not as a kid. No, as a kid growing up, John Tavares was here. I was in my no, team. I mean, everyone really has have to
1: have like. A player you gravitate towards. I what was mean? a Dominic
2: Hasik fan. I was not a fan of anybody on the really? Islanders. The Islanders are bad. So bad know, I got
1: that too. Like I used to love a Vetchkin.
2: Yeah, I was a big Dominic Hasik guy.
3: Two thousand nine, Tavares was here.
2: Okay, Grumpy. When two thousand and nine, Grumpy, I was what 16, 17 years old. As a child, I didn't have a. F- I was not a fan of any player on the Islanders because from two thousand
1: six to two thousand nine, it's a very short time frame. Oh wait, so the our inaugural year in Barclays, I go and like I want a new jersey. It has like the cool patch, you know. So but I don't know who I want to get. So I ask um like the attendant in Barclays, and I'm like, who would you get? And this is how I got my first Barclays jersey. Boy Chuck, he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Funny story. That's how I ended up with my boy Chuck jersey. And you know, he ended up being one of my favorite players, but I was what at this point? Yeah, I was like. Now, what did, you, what
3: did you find? What now? Here's the thing. What did you find so attractive about Johnny Boychuk?
1: Nothing. His play. Like I never found him attractive. Oh, okay. Because a lot Barzy. of ladies absolutely find him attractive. Annie Morton. Oh wait, look, I got so much hate for this. I haven't found Barzy attractive in like three years. I'm sorry. Since you got his hair cut? It's not even the hair. It's like I don't know. I grew out of it.
2: Page, lovely Paige thinks Maddie bees Maddie bees Maddie bees a cute looking guy.
3: That's the only hockey player she knows.
2: Oh, Matt Barzal. Oh yeah, she, Maddie. She's Barzal. like name.
3: He's like name us five hockey players. She goes uh, Gretzky. No, and, she doesn't even know who Gretzky is. And Matt Barzal.
2: If I ask Paige right now to, to list off a few players, she knows Matt Barzal. I don't think she knows anybody else that played hockey. <laughs> I, Could I talk, talk
1: you know, like the whole puffs thing and the curls. It's it's a good look.
2: <laughs> there it is
1: that's, honestly that's, i
3: I don't, I don't i can't even remember back in that era who it was we were bad we were really freaking bad back I mean, then. even
1: like when you're bad as one player you gravitate towards
3: i can't even remember that what's that 15 years ago shit um i can't um, come up with anyone
2: Okay, I'm just reading anything that's got a question mark. I'm trying to pull out here. Greenman says, Nicole, what is your biggest passion in life? The Islanders, or psychology, or medicine, or, or science?
1: I mean, so hope, like, hopefully, I'll be in medicine for the rest of my life if all goes to plan. So, uh, so and this, is, plan this is being posted my on my public, uh, on my public, you know, social media account. So, medicine.
2: There, medicine. <laughs> She's really planning on being an Islander fan for a finite amount of time period until no,
1: oh, no, no, them. no. But you know what? The Islanders aren't going to give me a job or get me in, sleep, like, right? So it
2: depends on how much you kiss their ass. They might have jobs open. Hey, for you a
1: need a future position, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lou. Get me a word in.
2: Oh, um, oh, gosh, I'm not sure. Not under that regime. You don't want to buy <laughs> into.
1: Okay, uh-huh. no, our current uh, like head of Madison has issue. He wrote like a whole. Anti CTE manifesto for the Jets. So it's a, it's also not good. He's like repeated head trauma does not cause CTE, which um, it's not not true. So,
3: Nicole, I have it. I have a way to stop concussions in the NFL. Take the helmets off the players. They yeah, no concussions
1: just... if you just die.
2: The, you know, I think they I think they just... won't be
3: hitting people with their heads anymore. They won't be doing that anymore. They'll still be falling. Concussions aren't just from like no, they will learn how to wrap tackle. That's what they'll whiplash, learn. Whiplash, concussions, that all contributes. Nobody gets concussions from whiplash in the NFL. It's helmet down. Helmet I mean,
1: concussion CTE isn't they only do when they hit
2: the ground it's, it's sometimes whiplash.
1: Crumbled. So when you're like whiplash happens, um not whipl- like so you fall back and the force of that like literally makes your brain hit your skull. And you yeah, that.
2: Like you know what? You know what they're going to do? It's just going to be no contact. I'm telling I, you, that I, is the way all sports are moving. Maybe I not have in my theory, lifetime, too. but in the next 100 years, I there will be no contact in any of the sports. None. I, have,
3: I have a theory, Nicole. Since football players are dumb, their brains are smaller than others. All they got to do is shake it to like a rattle up there anyway. So, you know, that's why they get the a lot of... Grunt.
2: players usually have the highest IQs in the room, Grumpy. TJ's
3: people, a former football player. People who so wear so four
2: shirts playing. usually... People who wear superhero shirts as adults are very low on that list, Grumpy.
3: Yeah, that's all right.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm cool with that. There it is. Um, we've got here... Uh, uh, Mario says here, he traded away a first for Balmeri and Green. Um, a first for Palmieri and a second for Green, I believe it was. Actually, and it was first. a
3: first and a fourth for Palmieri and Zajac and a second for Green.
2: Yep. And then a, a first, first and, and a second.
1: second for Pajot. Think
2: about was, that. Yeah.
1: So you see, the Palmieri trade can be upset about that. And I think he helped us a lot in that run. Now, the problem is you don't have to overpay players to keep them. He scored. You realize
3: he's been here what three years or two and a half years? He has what
2: eighty points.
1: Okay. Can I can I say something? He scores when he's allowed to have a beard, and he's not allowed to have a beard. Uh,
2: it's almost we, like Lou should maybe. you know what I hope talk about that? He's I
1: like, hope. Oh my god! So Sorokin every summer he goes back to Russia, and without fail, he gives an interview about how he misses his long hair and his beard. Without fail.
2: You know what he should do? Just go there and say, fuck you. I'm doing this. You don't want it. I won't show up.
1: Sorokin? No way.
2: Anybody. anybody. I'm sick and tired of him having a tyrannical rule over everything. I'm done with it. Okay. No one needs to be done. Somebody signs or makes it verbal in public. No, I'm not going to sign unless you let me happen to this. I was going to sign with the Islanders, but there was one guy who wouldn't let people grow beards, who wouldn't let them grow a mustache. So I said, I'll take my talent somewhere else. You, you know, know why you the fan base is. really fucking quick? Because that's what it is.
3: Ugh, this is, okay, you want to know why Lou doesn't let people grow long hair? Because he can't.
2: Jealous. He's so he's jealous.
1: jealous. He pays. He's jealous.
2: He's jealous, and it would affect his Beaky the Buzzard look if he grew a mustache or a beard. That's right, he's Beaky the Buzzard. There it is. My Little Brownie says, if there's no fighting, there, there goes the Gordy Howe hat trick. A total F you to a legend
1: thank you my little brand Lee got one last year right we did was it Lee Lee got one
2: maybe I was about to say Lee has fought a little bit more the older he's gotten. He
1: got no I remember I tweeted out that his vlog <laughs> named Gordy Gordian Howie so it was funny
3: I don't I don't know if he, he did. got one
1: it was play. either last year or the year before that he definitely got one
2: let's see here I'm trying to find oh
1: speaking of that does like I almost forgot Ross is in the organization what does he do See a mascot. Is he sparky? He might be the guy inside Sparky.
2: Oh, Ross Johnson? Yeah, I about, yeah. Oh, Sparky, he'd have to be huge. Now, Ross yeah. is another one of those times that <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. We never utilize the guy. I'm like, no, why
1: what, use- exactly. I'm like, okay. So he you overpay a little just to be able to send him down to the OHL. No one else is going to take that contract on. They won't, like, you know, pick him up off of waiters. Okay. But like he's just doing nothing. Running away
2: his career, and yeah.
1: I like
3: Ross Johnson. Always like Ross Johnson. Ross Johnson is just as good as Matt Martin.
2: Yes, You're I virtually
3: agree the same player. Why did you resign
1: him to a four-year deal? Exactly. Like, like, I don't understand the way Lou's brain works sometimes. Like, where did you see that going?
3: Or I, when he signed Martin back to a four-year extension? Like, I mean, even, why? Like,
1: like, you know, Suzieka. Like, yes, he's not worth the contract. But like you can see some life in him sometimes, you know what I mean. Clutter Buck Martin right now they don't have life on the ice, and I'm sorry, I love them as people. I think they're some like some of the like like in their prime they were some of the best like yeah. Islanders player like pure like like what it means to be an Islander. But yeah. the, why why
2: the antithesis of what it was to be a New York Islander, and it's like they're no longer that. And we gave the huge, the huge contract to Zeke, because it was always a head scratcher. But it's like for Maddie Marts, I'm like, he's, he's finished. And it's like, yeah, it's ugh. Yeah.
1: So like, if you want to keep the guys on for, for culture, you give them a nice, cushy job that won't count against the cap space. Let them have their office. You no, know, yep. let them help. That like, I don't know, like literally make up a job. Let them, let them stay. Whatever. Like, why are you taking up cap space and roster space? When they're not helping the team,
3: it, it just it just makes no sense. It just he does it with everyone, like with Casey Sezakis, who was the player TJ said the Islanders should have went after, and the one I'm trying Aula. to win. Eric, Eric I that's the guy I wanted. Two years, he took two years less money than Sezakis got in less term, and is a better player than Casey Sezakis. But it's like we can't break away from. Well, these guys, these are our guys and we're going to keep them. I just, and when they trade for guys, it's like the Stockholm syndrome They, you know, they all, they they're in there and they get brainwashed thinking everything's great. I just,
1: it's like, so I love what they're doing with boy I love that. He's around the organization. Like he's helping develop the younger players. Just do that with players. You need to, you know, say bye-bye to.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Um, now, uh Tony g says, "Ooh, I can now Photoshop your uh, Photoshop your cat doing horrible things, Nicole." That's yeah. Tony Cheese likes to oh, do. Oh yeah,
1: he's a war criminal, honestly.
2: Oh oh, there watch it out! Is. Just oh, uh, that's bad. Uh huh. Nicole, um, what would the Islanders have to do to accomplish this year for you to classify the season as not being a stink bomb?
1: I mean, you know, like. You want to say, oh, make the playoffs, but I'm not content with them making the playoffs and then again, like burning out in the first round. I want to see them make the playoffs and have at least a decent run.
2: I said Eastern Conference Finals, at least. I,
1: at least something. You want to see, like, I don't know, a will to live from <laughs> the players. <laughs> like, like, they rules. get complacent on the ice. You feel like they don't really care at a point.
2: What, what but what about you grumpy what would the season have to be for you to consider it a success
3: fire Lou lamarillo gut the franchise just start over just rip it down from the studs and just no, they really.
1: won't they won't I don't think like oh I know, know they won't. that won't happen for what four or five years
2: we we talked I talked with grumpy if the Anders don't make the playoffs this next year it's almost like uh, we want to start putting up well it won't be that bad but it's it's Billboards. really bad if he still remains as GM, right? I'm not sure it would be Billboard bad, but at two 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 times. Okay, no Billboard
1: time. mob with pitchforks.
2: Yes. I was about to say, it's got to be awful. If you don't make the postseason again next year, it's two out of the last three years you didn't make the postseason for a team that was just coming off a time period when we were Stanley Cup or well, Bust. I'll go
1: one step further, not just make. If you make and get out in the first round, same exact thing. We shouldn't be content with you know going and just giving up. After you have like that
3: little, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If even if we squeak into the playoffs, you're going to play either Jersey or Carolina and you're going to get swept. That's what's going to happen. You know what? Here's you want to know how here's my I want to give uh, Lou Lamorizo. Lou Lamarillo, Lou Lamarillo. Yeah, <laughs> Lou Lamarillo. I want to give him season tickets at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. And maybe something good will happen one
2: night. No, Grumpy. You're trying to say he's gonna get a set. Don't even oh, say is that. that is
1: that a Lincoln. Oh god, that's dark.
2: Yes, Grumpy.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Grumpy has thrown Lincoln reference. I didn't out.
1: know actually I didn't know if you're
3: gonna pick up on it. So I just think I, did. I wow,
1: okay. That is <laughs> now
3: here's a, We're just kidding, of course. That was purely for the comedic. <laughs> purposes
2: white grumpy oh man i didn't think i thought you were trying to bring it back and i thought you wanted okay. to bring john wilkes Lou, booth Lou, in there grumpy
3: lamarillo is not important enough for somebody to assassinate
2: so. that is correct it's not that big of a deal it's a sports yes. sports team general manager gungun says nicole will the islanders have uh will the islanders ever have a power play that is not an utter embarrassment <laughs> long pause so we'll take that answer as uh, no cool. time soon we'll be
3: better
1: this year than last year. We
2: will. Sure. Be. We can't be you're like, you're not going to come to 31st again. again.
1: What, what we, what year did we have like that one month with a really good power play? Was that two, 2022? That was the year we would, did make the yes. playoffs
2: last year, 2022. Yep. Yeah. We had the the best That, was that, that crazy
1: like outlier month. I still remember.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That it was, was the one year different. we didn't make the playoffs was our best power play year. Other than that, we're middle twenties.
1: Not even, I feel like we were like really bad. We we
3: got lower,
1: right?
3: Yeah. Our best year, I think we were, what, 15 or 16. Other than that, we've been mid-20s. 13th. 13th. Lower third,
2: bottom
3: third league.
2: Damien Sean McDonald says here, honestly, we don't have a great track record of drafting in the top 20. Um, We're in the Ottawa or the Edmonton Oilers category with drafting. It seems like we have better results in the second round pick and beyond.
1: You know what? I'm going to say, when they – well we haven't drafted in a while, like, in the first round, but when they did, they seem to think they're, like, smarter than the consensus. Right. Which is, it's a problem. And like, I'm not, like, on Grumpy's Holmstrom is horrible train. I, I think he's okay. He's not, like, going Blush. single-handedly ruin the franchise. But, like, at that point, I don't know, like, if the scouts thought they were smarter than, like, literally everyone else in the room, or if Lou did. Like, you can't Like deviate that that far from like the draft
3: board, yeah. He was projected to be a late second round pick. That was his projection, and somehow they they just uh, honestly, it was mind numbing. I wanted Philip Tomasino or Arthur Kaliev or I want
1: Kaliev. So I'm from Staten Island. He's from Staten Island. Like as close to a hometown boy. As you're going to get realistically, like from the draft. I mean, yeah.
3: Those are the guys that I wanted. And he went off totally. I'm like, man, we're going to get Tomasino. We're going to get Tomasino. We're going to get Tomasino. Here was the problem with Tomasino. He said his hero and who he likes to model his play after was Matt Barzell. That should have been clue one that <laughs> we were never drafting him with Barry Trotz's coach. Arthur Caliup, well, you know, what do we need? Goal scorer. What do we still need? Goal scorer. And they draft a ham and Edgar instead. Conrad Michael, I don't think his skating was – I think his skating held him back. He was more overall – he was more well-rounded, I think, of all three of those players. Um, but the worst guy was Simon Holmstrom. There was no scenario, which I wanted him.
2: Yes. And and David Sean McDonald says here, honestly, we don't – oh, I'm sorry. I read that. You already read already.
3: that. The difference is we're not picking in the – we haven't even picked in the uh, – First round, what once in the last five years? So you can't say we don't make those selections. Yeah, or we don't have, well, because we have don't it.
1: have a sample size. Yeah, Simon Holmstrom is
3: your guy. Well, you're right.
2: TJ doesn't listen to music; just the voices speaking gibberish between his ears. I can see TJ losing an argument to himself, or arguing with himself, and oh, losing. We're back
1: to the sociopathic tendencies.
2: Yep, we're finally there. LeDecky is the mayor, Is Mayor Quimby in the Simpsons? And I've never watched The Simpsons, but well, not- like
1: figurehead, right? I'll talk. Yeah. No I can't games. believe you.
3: I cannot believe that you admitted that I've you've watched, never I've seen The, the Simpsons, Simpsons characters. Wait, like
1: not even an episode? I've watched, I've watched it, but it's
2: been so long.
3: It's been on for 35 I years. I-, I can't believe you said you've never watched this. I've
1: episode. watched
2: an episode or so, but I don't really know any of the characters like Homer, Marge, the baby, Bart. That's it.
3: What's the girl's name? The sister.
2: L- Lucy. Lisa. Yeah, it's Lucy. Oh. Lucy Lisa. Lisa. Lucy Lisa. <laughs> Jason Blake. That's a that's an old throwback right there. Um, let's look here. What else we've got comment wise? Um Okay, let's take a look here. Um I'm trying to see. I think we've got okay here we go. Uh, My Little Ronnie says, um, oh, man, I think the two ladies and Nicole, are there any others on here? We don't have a a large consortment of ladies, but Nicole. We do
3: not have a large female uh, (laughs) fan base. Let's just say that.
2: No, we do not. But uh, we're talking. Oh, God. Tony Cheese wants to know, have you ever heard of Dallas Dixon, Nicole? Just move on.
1: (laughs) I don't (laughs) don't even know what this is referring to, and I don't think I want to get into it.
2: You probably don't. Our last first-round pick was in 2019. And that was... Like that. No,
1: wait, that was yeah. yeah. Wait, yep. who, did we have a uh, second round with that um, wild?
2: Uh, the wild selection was in the same year as Wallstrom and everything like no, that. So and we had Samuel Bull Duke. Now, Bold oh, yeah. is second-rounder. He's probably... I, I have higher hopes probably for him than I do Simon Holmstrom.
1: Right now? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Yeah.
1: Just, no, I yeah, see. that's that's re- very re- realistic. I think, um, like Bolduc had that one really bad year, but he bounced back like even better than I thought he would. Um, and you sort of see just like the steps his game is taking, gradually as the season goes on. So I think um there's potential and it's reasonable to be hopeful with him. Agreed. Agreed.
2: 40 years from now, the grumpy old man will be making Luron's afterlife a nightmare. That's
0: <laughs> possible, awesome,
3: too. You're going to be
2: with Luron Hubbard there, grumpy? You're going to be having a good time with him? It could happen. Man, you guys can talk islanders and you'll have such a great time. Oh, buddy. Um, but hey, guys, we are here at the end of the show today. First off, I want to say thank you so much, Nicole, for joining the show today, talking Islanders prospect, giving us the updates that us fans needed, that the listeners of the show needed about the draft that we had in, in this year, and as well as the, the top prospects that we had some updates on. I will say I'm a little more optimistic about our prospects, Grumpy, than what I was going into the show. That's for certain, right? It sounds like... You know, hey, Alex Jeffries, we can believe a little bit in on that side, and and right, Isaiah George. I was a little worried, and I was worried about Cali Odellius, but it looks like they have. I should be a little bit more optimistic about them again. Uh, you know, Isaiah George still a fantastic skater, shows all the the right the right talent and ability, so that's good to hear on that side. But thank you, first off, Nicole, for joining the show. I know we mentioned it on the top end. The best place to find you is on Twitter. Now, if if I, if I was my first time listening to you today and I'm like, hey, I'm going to follow you Twitter, what do you usually tweet? What am I usually going to find on Nicole's Twitter feed?
1: Oh, random prospect updates. Um, really um, hot and cold takes during games. I'm either really happy or very depressed. Uh, <laughs> random like personal stuff. Now I'm into F1, so if you're also into Formula 1, definitely choose me a follow
2: now for okay, formula. Yeah. Oh, and I'm in
1: Florida, so I will be posting photos where it's warm while you guys suffer with the snow.
2: <laughs> a little a little bit of fun there. Best place to find her is at Twitter there at Nicole F. Sherman. You could find her on Twitter. That is the best spot to get kit caught all the up to date or all all the types of ways you can kept, get kept update, up to date on Islander prospects and even future guys there that may be joining the Islanders roster from the from the Bridgeport Islanders to what we're doing in juniors. The best way to get kept up to date on all New York Islander prospects. Um, that being said, Nicole, what do you want to say? What are your, What are your thoughts here about this upcoming season? Again, the we're not optimistic just quite yet, but I want to hear you recap what 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 you are excited about this year for the Islanders.
1: Yeah, I'm again. I'm excited about watching Bridgeport. We have some new blood coming in. I think it'll be exciting to see how they mesh. Um, I think um, we very briefly touched on Tristan Lennox, but I think we're going to, we're going to have a young goalie who we should and can be excited about. Very naturally talented, um, Maggio, of course. Uh, to see how he plays. Maybe we get to see him with DeFore on the same line for a little. Um, When we're talking about the NHL squad, um, pray to whatever hockey gods you believe in that Barzi and Horvat end up meshing really well um, and that Sorokin is able to um, continue with that same compete level that we saw from him last season. Other than that, I think yeah, just keep praying the the rest of the roster doesn't fall apart. <laughs> so, uh, yeah,
2: we've got. I, I I will say this: we've got some reasons. I, I'd say too. You know, we talked about reasons to be optimistic. I think there are a few. Uh, not there's not an overwhelming amount of optimism though, but there are still reasons to be optimistic. And I like to hear other people's viewpoints. So thank thank you for that, Nicole. Make sure to follow Nicole on Twitter at Nicole F. Sherman on Twitter or X or whatever they call it these days. I, about- I
1: refuse to call it X. It sounds like a dirty website. Like even just typing it into my phone, if someone's looking over my shoulder, I feel gross.
3: <laughs> it's like <laughs> opus- limited. It, just limit it to one X, and you should be okay. <laughs>
2: No, no, that's gonna start really? up a whole bunch of other things there, Grumpy. That's how the that's how search history works. But oh, Grumpy, sorry. what do you want to say before you wrap things up here today?
3: I would just want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't, from TJ the Grumpy Old Man and Nicole Sherman.
2: There it is. <laughs> there it is. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Thank you, Nicole, again, for coming on. and love the updates on the prospects. You know, maybe we're not that far off on the prospect, but we've got a lot of guys that can maybe contribute. We're missing the top-end talent, but... Hey. I don't
3: know. We're in the top 32 in the league. That much I can tell you.
0: Yeah, That's, right. Mean.
2: <laughs> That's right. Maybe we don't have big boom type players, but we do have some sure steady Eddie's possibly yeah. line up in the future. That's always good. You need players like that too. So good to hear that. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, Grumpy Old Man. We'll be live with you guys tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that link in the description below. Thank you so much again, Nicole, for your time and knowledge. And thank you, Grumpy.